Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that has made it to episode 100. 100! Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Yeah, here we are. 100th episode of our show, season 5, episode 22, The Gift, the finale of season 5. Very exciting, fortuitous. Original air date, May 22nd, 2001? Yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. That feels right. May 22nd, the 22nd episode. Coincidence? Absolutely. Shit. No. This aired on 522. That's May is... Oh! Oh, shit! Shit! There's no way that was intentional! There's no way that was... No, there's no way that was a coincidence. Are you kidding? You think? Uh, That was probably a coincidence. Because, like, it has to air on a certain day of the week. Yeah, probably. But, like, that's pretty crazy. That's great, yeah. And 2001 has the number 100 in it. That's like a conflux. Yeah. 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 Okay, so... Chaos magic. Anyways. (laughs) Whenever we get to an episode and the Netflix previously on starts up (laughs) and it's something that has had a lot of build up to it, I'm like, I always joke. Previously on Buffy. Everything. This time, literally true. Legit fucking everything that's ever happened. Season one. (laughs) Like, Giles is giving the speech... About how she's one girl in all the world. A chosen one. Yeah. Fuck. God damn. There, and then it's like the very short cuts of every episode. Possibly every I, other episode. Like a frame know. from each one. Because it speeds up a lot at It speeds the up end. a lot. Yeah. And we, for some reason, have... We have the main characters introducing themselves at the very beginning. Like, hi, I'm Buffy. Hi, I'm Willow. Cordelia gets to do that for right? whatever reason. Then we see Buffy fall into a pool in the masturbatorium. Hey. <laughs> Michaela freaks out because she knows that Dave's going to bring it up probably. So she decides, no, no, I'll bring it up. Then we'll see. I did not write Fuck anything you. down. <laughs> Would have just breezed on by it. Well, here we are. We've done it. It's all good. It is They just want you to know that this is a mildly important episode. Right. They've maybe had plans for this episode for some time. Final episode to air on the WB. No. Yes, on the WB. And So as far as the WB is concerned, this is how Buffy the Vampire Slayer ends. This is it. This is it. It's done. Yeah. Yeah, planned to be the series finale. Pretty crazy. And what does Joss do when he's told, hey... You don't have to do any more after this. <laughs> Burn it down. Burn it to the ground. All right. So let's start off with some classic vampire slaying japes. It's like they thought to themselves, what's the best way to really, you know, hit home how this could be the last episode of this television show ever? Let's just present the thesis of the show in our cold open. Yeah. yeah. Buffy slays a vampire. She is quippy AF when she's doing it. She's got them solid leather pants, yep. wearing them later hosen, saving that young man. and The Lil J type? Yeah. Who is not Lil J. He should be Lil J. Right? He's such a Lil J type. Yeah. He's got such a huge shirt on that it's like <laughs> way too big for him. And then he literally says to her, but you're just a girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Summing up the series quite nicely. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all good times. He gets the shit kicked out of him and dusted in pretty short order. I really felt like the man playing the vampire seemed familiar. And 
Like, maybe he had been a vampire in oh, the yeah. show many times. Because he had lines. Mm-hmm. He had dialogue. Which means generally that they had to make... There's, like, a special set of vampire fangs they had to right, make. Right, so he can need to talk. talk. Yeah. And he... The, yeah, this is not... I've just looked it up, and this is the only one he's in. Mm. So... He's in a lot of stuff, though. This guy's a pretty important dude. I mean, he's in <laughs> Weeds as Plumber, but he was in it, god damn it. God damn it. Background acting his face off, I assume. Face off. right off. Yeah. All right, so going back into the magic box, we got some shit to take care of this episode. We stretched things out a little bit the last two episodes, but no longer. So the key provides energy that brings the walls down between the realms when the key energy stops flowing, then the walls come back up. Yeah. But in the interim, it'll be really bad because of the leakage. There's a lot of leakage happening. Yeah. I was just happy that they gave Giles so much exposition. So much exposition. I really felt like a return to form that I missed, I guess. I didn't know how much I missed it. Where did he even find this information? In the special chest. Oh, that's what Jay, was in the box. Jay Gray's box. Bring us into our first segment. What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? I feel that I fell into that. No, I legitimately didn't know. Oh, you, but you had a segment? Yeah. Oh, I guess. Because I didn't know what was in the box. What's in the box? They were talking later about like, oh, we've got all these awesome magical artifacts. And I'm like, and the box. The box. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? (laughs) That's what was in the box. Information about the ritual. I guess the collective information, probably. Right. Which I... It begs the question, why does the box exist? Just burn it. Burn the box. Burn the box. I mean, he tries to burn it when they find him. So you just think to yourself, oh, maybe he was just like a glory fanboy. That's what it is. That was all of his collected glory memorabilia from over the years. That's a reasonable headcanon. Because at no point does he actually interact with her. No, it's pretty, I would say, almost clear that he's not working with her directly. He's lurking at the top of that tower... Just like waiting, seeing how everything goes. And then when things start to go not great for Glorificus, he thinks to himself, well, I can, maybe she'll be pleased if I help out a little. Yeah. This is good headcanon. It is. Well, that is what is in the box. Information about the key, which, sure, it's key. It's the blood is energy. And as long as the energy flows, then the walls are down. Well, it's talking about... During the alignment. (laughs) Yes, there's one There's one specific time, yes. and they figure out what time that is right. because of what's in the box. Right. Giles says something about having done calculations, uh-huh. if my calculations are accurate, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's really Spike who takes the idea that energy is flowing and says, well, they mean blood. It's always blood. It's always blood. Blah, blah, blah. Blood, blood, blood. And Xander's like, everything's blood with you. <laughs> <laughs> Typical vampire. <laughs> I think he says almost that. Basically exactly yeah. that, yeah. Uh, so Tara's still in this show. And I didn't realize how recently Tara got crazified in the grand scheme of things. Very recently. Because that was like three episodes ago. Right. And so here's the thing for me. The reason that I very callously was like, I don't really care that Tara's crazy. is because it's so temporary. It's very brief. That like, it's really not worth caring about <laughs> I thought it was like half a season. No. And then I was like, wait, no. No, no, no. No, that's much later. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. like 97 issues when she gets crazified. Yeah. Like it's very recent. It's very recent. I think it's actually pretty interesting what they did with having a, uh, you know, a, a character get crazified. All the terminology is really weird around this for yeah. me. But especially with the conversations around Satanism recently, 
that have been cropping up and uh, and just talking about like you know Buffy is a show that is unafraid to show people of different abilities, different races, different sexualities, and having a a crazy character, if I can use that word, mm-hmm. is I think it's interesting that they did that. Uh, I think they played it fairly respectfully. Yeah, and yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's a good thing because and again, I do really. F- feel for Willow because mm-hmm. she is the person who is most affected by essentially Tara now has a mel- mental illness yeah. that was forced upon her by glory, but is still that. And yeah, like when she slaps Willow and Willow is so sad about it because she knows that it's not Tara doing it. Right. You're just like, Oh, that is terrible. Yeah. And getting to explore the like caregiver and uh, illness or person who has the illness relationship between those two. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting thing that they did here, and yeah, I I approve of it. And it's a good amount of time that they can explore it, but then they don't have to... That's that's tough for the actress. Oh my god, I I really feel for Amber Benson. Right. If she had to do that for half a season, that would be not great. I'm sure it already felt like a long time that she was doing this style of acting. And every every scene, every scene that you're ever in, you just have to be always kind of doing that in the yeah. background even and yeah that and it's not <laughs> it's very one note yeah. for the most part yeah not kind to the actress but no. uh, yeah i thought it was worth talking about a little bit at least okay so giles is properly angry we love seeing angry, angry giles. giles this and, is a good episode for giles oh everybody. it's such a good episode for giles <laughs> holy shit so yeah, let's kill Don. Let's do it right now. Let's get it out of the way. And they they say it like he didn't say this at the end of last episode. So I think I took the <laughs> wrong things away from last episode in that I thought last episode Buffy came out of her, you know, PTSD, comma, comma, comma whatever. Yeah. And thought, you know what? Okay, I will kill my sister. That's what I have to do. No, incorrect. incorrect. Vastly incorrect. Like, the opposite of what she thinks. She thinks, I will try to save my sister because I had given up on that before. And now Giles is saying, no, you should actually kill her. And this is received poorly, I guess. I think Buffy is the only one on her side here. No one else is really jumping in because it's a tense situation. Uh But Giles is over there being like, hey, Buffy, you know that greater good? And she's like, I killed Angel. I know about the greater good. And... But this is different. I can't kill Dawn. You're like, isn't it kind of the same? And all I could think the whole time was, boy, did those monks do a number on her. Yeah. Right? Because she goes on a whole thing about how it's not just what the monks did. They they made her from me. Yeah, no, that's a thing the monks did. Uh I feel, she feels like me. Yeah, the monks, they did that. Yep. Monks. Those monks. Those monks getting off not scot-free at all because they all died. No, yeah, it did not go great for them. Nah. And they, the fact that Joyce died this season sort of gives a little bit more weight mm-hmm. to Buffy's position because Dawn is her only family now. Fuck Hank. Dawn is her only family now. I mean, where is Hank? Yeah, if Hank wants to be in the picture, not, he is not yeah, doing a good job. Italy or some shit, who knows. So by by giving up on Dawn, she really feels like she's giving up on her what is left of her family. Even though like she has this very close group of people that are not technically related to her by blood, but, but like a very paternal figure. And there's like this whole episode about how they're all Tara's family, right. even though like Tara's really only been around for like uh, half of the season. Now when she's talking about Angel and how she killed Angel, that that makes some good points of like, shouldn't she not 
have to kill all the people close to her for the greater good? Isn't that just a shitty way to go through life? Killing off one by one the person that you care most about? <laughs> right. For so, the greater good? Right. And, like, this is the thing. That's she's. It's more that she's pissed that yeah. she keeps having to do this very difficult thing for the greater good because she's the slayer. This thing that, when you think about it, is very specific. Yeah. But keeps cropping up. It's, it's really wacky. How specific to her it has been. Very wacky. The, the thing I think that it makes it harder for her with this whole Dawn thing is that Dawn is, for all intents and purposes anyways, mm-hmm. an innocent. Mm-hmm. Like, Dawn the human is just an innocent human child right where yes she killed good angel but that was because evil angel tried to end the world yeah so he kind of brought it on himself mm-hmm. like he was pretty involved already so buffy's in a bit of a tight spot and anya's also not sure how they're gonna solve any of these god problems that they have but turns out they've been accumulating a number of fun <laughs> knickknacks over the course of the season. When they bring up the Dagon Spear, aren't you like, whoa, yeah. Yeah. They've had that for the entire time. That is a thing, isn't it? It's supposed to repel glory. Huh. Yep. So they got that <laughs> Dagon Spear, they got that Troll-Off Hammer, which is a god-fighting hammer, apparently. I yeah. thought it was just fancy, but it's very fancy. Well, th- there's a little bit of miscommunication within the show about who Olaf is mm-hmm. because they start to refer to him as a troll god at some oh. like I think when they're talking about it being a, a god hammer they're talking about it from the sense of like Olaf is now a troll god when that was not at all what we were talking about no. in the episode I think I yeah I think I saw something about this in the wiki right so here we go Olaf is never mentioned as being a troll god until this episode <laughs> So, yeah, he's referred to as a guy that Anya made into a troll, Mm -hmm. and then who's just been hanging out in this hammer for, like, a thousand years. Not with the hammer, right? Because he's been hanging out in the vase with the hammer. Right, I I guess, yeah. And it's mentioned that, like, the hammer is the source of some of his power. Yeah. But not all of it. He's still a troll, and that's really strong. But when when they call it a god hammer, what they mean is that he is a troll god, and it's the hammer of a troll god. So that's just, I think that's just strictly untrue. Listen, it's fun. It they matter. got some magical knickknackery, and I like that they've got some of these things. And that they're trying to make a plan. Yeah. Right? Because this the entire season, it's just been, we can't fight glory. And now they're like, but what if we tried? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a part of this that really bothers me, because, so their plan basically is, there's one time glory can do this right we just stop her from doing it yeah. she can't get Keep back her distracted right and that saves dawn mm-hmm. but then doesn't glory just kill them all mm. doesn't she yeah why doesn't she yeah there's no reason because she's still a god she just can't ever get back home well now they know that ben is ben and ben is glory uh-huh. and glory is ben so maybe they can think like you know priorities here right priorities you yeah. gotta think about stopping guess, the the most pressing thing and then we'll just figure the rest out after yeah yeah and then i mean that's kind of what happens yeah so, basically uh, yeah and right they also realize that 
you know, we've been ignoring all this crazy stuff Tara's been saying, mm. but maybe she's onto something. Maybe having an inside operative <laughs> who wants to go to a place, maybe that's where Glory. Tara just feels like she needs to be welding, mm. you know? There's a lot of welding going on. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed. I did notice the amount of welding. The welding. I don't know why I'm so fixated on it. It's just such a big fucking tower that they built. They had no time to weld any, like, railings onto this thing, though. Well, it is so OSHA uncompliant. <laughs> oh, oh, no, it's God. very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> but, like... So many people fall off of it. Wow, yeah, like, there's a lot of falling off of it. Um, we'll, t- we'll count them up as oh, they go. Oh, yeah. yeah, that sounds yeah. fun. Okay, so somewhere in here we've got training attire comes before the Rennest Affairs, I think? I think so, because, yeah, that's when Buffy is angrily punching... And then has her angry conversation just with Giles. Oh, what a great shot you've got. Okay, so Buffy is clad in leather pants, as she was before. You know, continuity. And high-heeled shoes. Very high. Oh, my. I think they're boots. They're boots. They've got a thick back heel. They've got a very chunky heel, which actually makes a big difference in terms of support. I'm sure. Yeah. But still, of all the things that... If I was going to stand and punch a bag, I might put some runners on. Right. You know? Yeah, shorts, maybe. Leather pants are just the worst thing to fight in. You've got to think. does it all the time. And Faith is very good at it. So I would beg to differ. I mean, so they're probably not fully leather, right? Right. They're stretchy leather. Okay. I guess more of a pleather at that point. Mm. Because if they were just leather, I feel like you wouldn't be able to sit down, right? You would just be a... It's like how jeans used to be in the 80s. Right. When you literally... They were just jeans. They weren't the, like, composite jeans that we have now. So, yeah, literally, it's... You have to put them on with your coat hanger, yeah. and you can't ever sit down when you, you just, wear them. You lean against things instead <laughs> yeah. of staying, or yeah. sitting down, yeah. Uh, anyway, she's chosen a great outfit to go training Sure in. has. And then we come into the Rennest Affairs, because <laughs> Dawn apparently has to wear some ridiculous outfit for the... Ceremony? The ceremony, yeah. Glory's got her ceremonial robe on right. that the minions were making for her, and so... It makes sense. There was that guy with the anointing. I mean, she super does not need to wear this. This is fully something the minions want her to wear. And like, they think it's important. But Glory clearly doesn't give two shits. They think it's important because it gives them something to do. And makes it seem like they have a purpose. They're useful, yeah. They're not. No. They're just there to do stuff for Glory. So they have to make up stuff for themselves to do. How many of these guys are going to die when Glory sends or aligns? I don't know. Do they think that they're going to get special treatment like Ben? Is that their end game? No. I don't know. But I don't really understand what... The purpose of worship is, I suppose. So, <laughs> yeah, we're the wrong people to yeah. talk about this. <laughs> Faithless heathens. Okay. Uh, Don doesn't want to talk to Ben, which is fair. He did betray her for his own very selfish purposes, rather than any sort of greater good. Like everyone in the world, or Ben. And Ben's like, mm, I am pretty neat. Yeah, I'm nifty. Nifty yeah. guy, that's me. And things are looking pretty hopeless for old Donnerino. Buffy hasn't showed up to save her yet, and is she really going to save her at all? I did very much enjoy when Dawn is sort of talking back to Ben, Mm. and I think he tries to comfort her saying, like, oh, don't worry, it'll be over fast. And the meaning behind is, actually, (laughs) the bleeding process. (laughs) It's very slow. We want it to go as long as we can. To keep the portal open. Yeah. 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 Good times. There's Very there's good times. some there's some good zingers in here. I mean, obviously written by Joss. Yeah. So 
And yeah, the the thing got welded, Michaela. It's yeah. big, it's tall, it's, it's tall. welded, it's a tower. No one's reported it. Like when they're they're just they're all like, where where could Glory be? <laughs> and you're thinking, isn't this a pretty small place? Isn't the giant tower now the tallest thing in this place? There's just no reporters anymore. They've stopped reporting yeah. on weird shit. There's a big tower going up there, like nowhere we're going near that. Well, and it's not like the Scoobs ever turn a TV on. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a huge crane-esque structure. I'm hoping that no one jumps off of it or is pushed off of it in any way. It's pretty tall. That would be very dangerous. Yeah. 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 Incredibly dangerous. And Dawn is taken up to the top so that she can bleed for a while. So she's got to bleed on a thing or she's just got to be bleeding? We'll get to this later, I guess. We can talk about it later. Uh, I think we did skip over... Giles asking what the apocalypse count was or maybe Buffy and someone says that they think it's about six now okay and I think that's right let's let's look it up not to spoil anything that's corroborated by one Taylor Kingston oh for fuck's (laughs) sakes because we we were talking about this Maybe the last time we had an apocalypse. Mm -hmm. So just briefly, uh, (laughs) right. Some of these you did not agree with last time. The wiki is taking some liberties, let's say. Opening of the Hellmouth by the Order of Aurelius Uh in the first season. Yeah. Uh, Opening of the Hellmouth by the Master. Uh There's also in there possible use of nuclear missiles by Moloch. No, yeah, no. Nope. Nope. Uh, So Judge J2. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Vampire supremacy in the wish first by the master doesn't count. No. Not a real universe. Yeah, exactly. Got a different name. Uh, opening of the Hellmouth by the Sisterhood of G, who were the people who were trying right. to jump yeah, yeah. in. Yeah. Fully, fully true. No, those were the, the orcs that were running around in the Zeppo, I think, weren't they? Yeah. Those weren't the guys that were trying to jump in. The guys oh, that were jumping in were the later. ones that uh, Riley caught. Oh, right, because Riley's not here yet. Okay, yeah. so wait, that's five. And then Ascension of Richard Wilkins into... Yep, Mayor. Yeah. Giant Snake. So that's actually already six. Wow. Um, opening of the Hellmouth by... Oh, yeah. Sacrifice of the Three. Yeah. Was uh, that the Three? That, the Sacrifice of Three. Yeah. Oh, Sacrifice the one, of Three. The ones who wanted to jump in. Not Sacrifice of the Three. No, just Sacrifice of Three. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, how about Adam's creation of uh, an army? No. Or, no. no. <laughs> and then this actually is eight. Eight. So fuck you, show. You're wrong. Eight in five seasons. And it's funny because the... The page about this in the wiki lists apocalypses in the Buffy verse. So it, it counted ones. There are angel ones that I oh, did, yeah. didn't tell you True. about in here. There are, I think, at least two. Wow. Oh, that's wait, good. That one, that one shouldn't count. <laughs> There's one. <laughs> For two seasons, that's all right. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, we've got our apocalypse count definitely going up, up, up. Uh, Zanya are downstairs looking for... Sorry. Looking for the Dagon sphere. We in haven't the basement. looked over here for it yet. <laughs> I I understand that they want to have sex one last time. I just don't feel like that's that's not would, something that would put me in the mood. No, like huh. Sounds just sounds like a bad time. Yeah. I don't know. And in the dusty basement, Ooh. Spike's probably been down here with all that dust. I mean, his sex bot is down here, <laughs> so there's definitely some dust. Yeah, Buffy bot is back. Good. Woo! I'm happy about it, actually. It's all good. Uh, There's some good jokes about yeah. how Willow wanted it. <laughs> uh, Anya freaks out because she finds a stuffed bunny. Which, again, 
classic Anya. It's yeah. good value. There are a total of three references to her being scared of bunnies. So I far, think. I think. Well, no, two so far. Oh, have there only been two so far? Because it's just the Halloween episode and then this. Yeah. And then once more, feeling crops up. And then there's another one that you Okay, it's a very rare joke, though, but it's it's good for the fans. That's about once a season, actually. That's true. It's about once a season. Okay. No, actually it is. Yeah. Because yeah. I think there's one in season seven that nice. I'm thinking of. <laughs> and, yeah, right. Uh, Anya is worried that either she or Xander will die, or both of them, and that would kind of be a bummer. Yeah, it'd be a bit of a downer. Yeah, yeah. that's not great. And then Xander takes this opportunity to pop the question. Oh, it's just my least favorite thing. Like, of all the times to propose. Okay, so I hear what you're saying. On the other hand, this is the last time that he's got, right? If he doesn't do it now, maybe it just never happens. And he never expresses that feeling that he has so for her. You're, what you're saying is he just sort of needs her to know that he wants to propose in case one of them dies. Yeah. So that they'll be more sad? So that they know how much the other person loved them. Because here's the thing. Uh, Xander dies, and uh-huh. now Anya, who was already distraught... <laughs> is left is... with this ring. Yep. And it's just so much more of a what could have been. Right, yeah. And from both sides, because given that Anya says yes... It's now like, okay, well, we've made a plan to get married in the future, assuming both of us are still here. You need hope, Michaela. Hope is what drives you. I wish the listeners could see my face. It's this. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh, I would say that my proposal went slightly differently than this. <laughs> it wasn't a life-threatening situation. <laughs> Not quite. I Maybe there was no life-threatening at all. Who knows? Who see, now say? I'm just imagining for you what would be enough of a life-threatening situation to make it like a life-threatening proposal. And I'm pretty sure it's put you on a roller coaster and forced you to propose. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Yeah, right? Put me on behemoth or, or like mm. threaten me with Leviathan and mm. then, no, I'm proposing to Michelle. I'm like, this is it, sweetie. I'm, we're done. I'm done after this. But it's been a good run. One of us is certain to perish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Willow's got a plan. She's the best shot they've got. And, you know, she's got the magic stuff. Hopefully she can reverse the crazification. Possibly. That would be neat. That would be would, pretty neat. That would fix Tara and probably fuck Glory up to no small extent. Right? Amber Benson's in the background being like, do it, <laughs> do it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it's a pretty good yeah. idea. Sure. Yeah. We and do that. We've got Dagon Sphere. We've got uh, the Troll-Off Hammer. Yeah. And these are these are good ideas. Question mark thing that Zanya reports, but is kept on the hush hush. Is it is it the Buffy bot? Yeah. Is it the Switcheroo? It is the old Switcheroo. The old Switcheroo. The bait and switch. Gloria is pretty dumb. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which is fun. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, after the proposal, uh, Dew did say, so one of them dies, right? <laughs> Which would be a proper way to Joss Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. No, Joss was still, like, really figuring out his style. <laughs> if he had done this today, oh, absolutely one of them's dying. Yeah, yeah. And I think, so if this had been the actual final episode, mm. I think one of them would have died. Oh, yeah. For sure. Because that just is what he does, you know? Yeah. Because there are... People have ideas about how this might have gone. And a lot of it is how it actually ends in season seven. There mm. are a bunch of things that happen in that that probably would have happened in this episode. Right. If this had been the actual 
end, but they must have known that they, that were, they were switching getting, rather than yeah, yeah, that the other network was going to pick them up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so Spike's coming over with Buffy to grab some weapons, and he gets invited back into the Summers house, which is super sweet. See what happens when you're not super creepy, Spike. This episode, Spike is amazing. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> he's like he's there. And he acknowledges, makes some, like, jokey comments that are really more jokey than Mm -hmm. creepy about how he's still into Buffy. Like, when she says, I love all of you. And Spike's like, all of us? (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's that's great. That's good. And then this little speech that he gives after she lets him back in the house is really touching. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, this is why people like this guy again. We really turned a corner on this character, which is we did a 360, much needed. Right? Yeah. We did a 180 and now yeah, we've done another 180. <laughs> uh, we will finally deal with the Buffy bot once and for all too. Hopefully. Oh no, you just made a face. Oh, you made such a face. Oh no. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Man. At the end of this episode, I was going to tell you that season six, season six contains at least one robot. And I really wanted that to be my stinger for the end of this episode. But we have to do it now. <laughs> I remembered a thing. Great. <laughs> I remembered a thing that I had pushed down so hard. Great. That's good. Suppressed it to the best of my abilities. Suppressed it to the best. Okay. Uh, Buffy entrusts Dawn to Spike in case she dies. Which is a good plan. It's a great plan. And it's it's just that thing of, again, you know, she says something like, you know we're not all going to make it. And Spike makes a comment that makes that it clear. he will die. Yeah, yeah. He is very ready to die. Yeah. For this cause. Sure. And you're just like, yes, this is the guy that you want protecting done. I would also, if I were Buffy, have this speech with Giles. Right. Yeah. Giles got other things to do. <laughs> <laughs> Does he? Yeah. Where's got, Olivia at? He's got Ben's to kill. <laughs> That's not like a permanent thing that he has to do. Yeah, I guess. He could do that. He's a, how is he going to get up the fucking tower? No, no. Take care of Dawn. In oh, case like Buffy if dies. Buffy dies. Oh, yeah. Buffy doesn't think she's going to die. She hasn't figured it out yet. The no, death. She says, if I die, Spike, take care of Dawn. See, I was giving that more as like, if I can't get to Dawn, you have to. Oh. Not like, because like, yeah, if, if Buffy dies, she knows the rest of them are going to take care of Dawn. Oh, I see. I don't think she's worried about that. I misread that. Anyway. One of us very did. very emotionally fraught and yeah. very well done. Uh. We're all following Taro to a spooky place now. Yeah, she needs to get that cast off so she can really commence the welding, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. She's scratching at it. And they're following her and and Willow says, oh, don't crowd her, you know, give her a space. They're like five feet behind her. Yeah, they're so close behind her. I love when she gets into the welding place and, like, starts just picking things up. Does she grab a brick at first and, like, walk it over to someone else? No, I mean, she's going to build a wall. I don't know what. (laughs) Uh, she's got these directives in her mind and they involve individually picking up bricks and moving them up to 10 feet. Up to 10 feet. Now, at this, when they, they so they walk up, they're walking up one of the Sunnydale streets and then they finally get to see the tower. Xander says spadoinkle when he sees the tower, which is apparently a slang term first used in the student film directed by the creator of South Park, Trey Parker, that's called Cannibal the Musical. <laughs> This is in the pop culture reference section of the wiki. I want to read the other ones to you. Okay. So what, uh, when they're leaving the magic box to follow Tara, uh-huh. Giles makes a a comment that, about like, 
it's not not exactly the St. Crispin's Day speech, was it? Right. Which is a reference to Henry V. I'm not very familiar with that play. We few. We happy few. Yeah. We band of buggered. Yeah. I fucking love that. Right. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah. And, and then the third pop culture reference, this is the flimsiest goddamn thing. <laughs> I'm not going to say that the wiki has ever said, because they say some flimsy shit, mm. but they're claiming that the way that Dawn is on top of the tower with her arms bound to the, the poles is very reminiscent of, of Jesus? Rogue in X-Men. When at the end of the first one, when Magneto has her like at the top of the Statue of Liberty and that they're essentially claiming it's a reference to that. That X-Men movie came out in the year 2000, okay? This is 2001. They are so wrong it's about that. It's fucking bullshit. There's no way. It's just a person at the top of a tall thing. Yeah, you gotta tie him there. They don't want to be there. <laughs> that is so incredibly wrong. This is so stupid. I was reading this. I'm like, what the fuck, Wiki? <laughs> sense anyways i'm done now <laughs> so tara is moving some bricks and yeah. glory shows up and she's like you are zero percent supposed to be here yeah this she's is... not happy about this at all but she's with me guess who else can brain suck <laughs> oh willow can yeah. yes yeah that's what willow says as she sticks her she yeah. doesn't say that <laughs> she sticks her hands right yeah. in there is what you're saying yeah does she i don't really remember yeah, yeah? it it's she, they, she does it from the side and then there's like a quick shot from the other angle where you can see her hand doing the mm -hmm. wiggle brain in glory. And so they don't really have to use that stupid thing that we've seen so many times that we don't like at all. It's a pretty decent effect. Yeah. Uh, she's acting as some sort of sanity conduit, which I'm sure will be fine. And see, this is the thing. They made this. It back in. They make this big deal about how brain magic is super dangerous. They've done it. She's done it twice she's in two episodes. Really brain magicy. Healing magic is apparently difficult. This is. But brain magic is okay. I don't know why. Yeah. Because she's gonna be doing a bunch of brain magic next season. But like Joyce had a brain tumor. Yeah. And that. I mean, that sounds like brain magic to me, and they couldn't fix that with magic. I don't... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it, she's super powerful, and everyone gets blown back from this in a large sort of explosion type thing. It's really awesome. Uh, Glory's a bit crazified now, and Tara is question mark cured of her question madness. Question mark cured. Yeah, Glory, essentially the, the like piece of sanity, I guess, that she took from Tara has been taken back from her. Mm -hmm. And we all see how she gets when she's hungry. Oh, yeah. The stuff that the minions call her in this episode. <laughs> oh, most sweaty, naughty feelings causing one. <laughs> yeah. And just now, like after the brain suck thing happens, he says, oh, groove-tastic one. <laughs> Which I think is my favorite one ever. Because, <laughs> like, both the off the writers and the minions are just reaching more and more as it yeah. goes on progressively. Because yeah. <laughs> they've just run out of... Well, they have to keep them fresh. You right? can't reuse a, no. a praise. She's not going to accept that. No, she will kill you. She's crazy. <laughs> So yes, got that Dagon sphere in Buffy's hand. She throws it at Glory. Glory catches it, which is like, it's not uh, fun. But then she cracks it. So yeah, not that, yeah. It worked a little bit. It, it definitely it, seems like it was making her feel not great mm -hmm. and may have like temporarily weakened her. This is the thing. Every like 10 second block they can get here is what helps they want. a lot. Yeah. 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 Cause you want to push it away from that alignment really yeah. by as much as you can. And Buffy starts a swinging, you know, they're having a fight. That's a lot of fun. And then the minions start dying as the Scoobies come on in. 
Yeah. They're, so Anya is swinging a bat and doesn't know how to hold the bat. Even <laughs> right in the middle. Yeah. Right in the middle. Just getting that, like, tiny little bludgeons yeah. on. Giles gets in there, and you're thinking to yourself, didn't you get impaled, like, yesterday? Mm. Maybe? The hospital really patched him up real, real good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, He's patched. He's swinging with that broadsword. He has not brought his tactical crossbow, unfortunately. Uh, very unfortunate. I mean, that is a, it's a reloading weapon, so it takes a while. And, it, I mean, it didn't work for him at all last time. Yeah, but now he's fighting minions. That's true. They're made of, like, one of them. One of them gets a crossbow to the chest. Yes, that's true, actually. So there you go. He did use it once. Yeah. And then, yeah, the reloading time is way too long. It's so long. It's so long. One shot only. Yeah. You should think they should just get, get ten crossbows. Now, Michaela, if only... Because they know that they're going up against a bunch of, like, crazy people, a bunch of minions, right? They, they have brought a small army with them. Yeah. The best they could muster. Yeah. And... Uh, if only they had some sort of, like, army connection, you know, to get, like, the real army in some capacity. If only there was someone to, like, tell Angel about the danger <laughs> that Buffy was going to be in. Oh, my God. <laughs> or, like, if only they had phones and they could they could call Angel. Or Riley. Well, no. We've been very clear that Riley is in the jungle. R- Riley's unit I'm, we've also been very clear that the way to summon the military for Buffy... It's just to Buffy, pick up a phone? Pick up any phone I mean, and yeah. yell into it. The Summer's house is still bugged it's as It's so fuck. bugged. If yeah. you're just like, hey, no. we're going to go fight a bunch of people that are trying to end the world into any phone. Yeah. There will be a bunch of military people yeah, there you to saved help you. Don, helicopter. 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 Just swoops right in, picks her up. Oh shit, you know what? If they had just like made friends with some giant eagles, <gasps> that's the, the eagles to are everything. coming. <laughs> Don't you wish Whistler had showed up last yes. episode to warn Buffy <laughs> and to, to tell her one last time that death was her gift? Oh, uh, it's when they go through the quick series of shots of like Buffy putting the puzzle pieces together and they end on. Death is your gift. And then I think it says it again. You're just like, okay, we get it. Uh. Okay, so yes. Uh, <laughs> Terra is better. Woo! Magic has no repercussions, no side effects, or drawbacks. Willow didn't even get a nosebleed this time. She's too powerful. Yeah. Don't try to tell her that, though. No. She's really scary. She'll fucking flay you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> So, jokes on Glory. Uh, She's been fighting Buffy Bot the entire time when she knocks the thing's head off. And then it's like, did did everyone else know that the Slayer's a robot? (laughs) No, no, it's very funny. It's so good. Very good. And then, yeah, Buffy's behind her with her sweet-ass hammer. It's just so much fun, all this hammer-wielding. The fighting, the, the, yeah, Dagon Sphere and the magic and the Buffy Bot double cross. Oh, it's all great. The hammer fighting is very Terminator, just mm-hmm. with the amount of flying across the room. Well, right, because Glory's like, she's got impenetrable skin yeah. and probably undamageable organs and bones. Certainly. But she's still a physical object that can be affected by, i.e., or e.g., uh, a heavy hammer. Yeah. Being swung at her. And the laws of physics. Right. She obeys the laws of physics. So though she just goes flying. Yeah. Fun times. It's great. It's very fun. In due course, the troll-off hammer gets caught up in some chains. Like, they're running up this structure because Glory wants to cut on Dawn a little bit because the alignment is nigh. And yeah. Buffy wants to stop that from happening. So it's the whole, like, battle for... King of the Hill it's a situation. Good, it's a good sequence. It's great. This sort of thing they've built. They they There's a section of the tower that they built 
to focus on mm-hmm. for this fight. And there's a lot of there's a lot of swinging. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of swinging. chain swinging. Yeah, someone gets thrown backwards and they'll grab onto a top bar at the last a lot moment of bar to like swinging. swing down and kick the other person on the yeah. on the backswing. And then Buffy's stunt double is just fucking booking it. Oh my like god! Climbing up the climbing thing. up the rope with Jeez. yeah with leather pants. Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> Xander gets to uh, pull a Miley Cyrus and yeah, come in like no. a wrecking ball at some point here. It's great. That really, when that happened, my, of course, my first thought was that my brain just started singing Wrecking Ball. And then that just really... Made you sad? A little bit. (laughs) And it just made me feel like there were like 15 years where that didn't happen to people, Mm, you know? And now we're in the the after times (laughs) when there's there's no other option. Post-event, yeah. (laughs) Post-event. Looked like it hurt, though. Looked like it hurt. So everyone's down below-ish. Uh, again, the the tower has no OSHA compliance. So, like, I think at least Glory and Buffy... Yeah, they they've both, both fallen yeah, off here. Yeah. And then Xander swings the wrecking ball into Glory. Right. Because, right? yeah, they both fall off. They don't fall that far. Sure. They haven't gotten that high up the tower yet. So Buffy takes a bit of, like, a... Uh, and then Glory stands up to gloat and gets... A wrecking ball to the body. Everything, basically. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Dawn Everything is looks great. secured up there. Yeah. They've left no one up there with her. Oh, who else would be up there? Uh, Jay Gray oh, comes Jay back. Jay back? Yeah. Wow, he was shockingly important. Yeah. <laughs> he's shockingly important. Shockingly important. <laughs> because if you think, like, he's introduced in the episode where they're trying to make a zombie yeah. out of Joyce. And he's just some wacky, creepy guy that Spike knows for whatever reason. Turns out, he's here to end the world. Isn't that fun? When he's got that knife, though, you're like, oh, "Oh, I am afraid. Yeah, an old businessman with a knife. And, like, his creepy, the contacts that make his eyes all black. Well, he just looks so kind of, like, quirky, like, old man quirky. Yeah, but in a scary way. Very scary, because he's got a knife. Yeah, it's a... It's a big knife. Turns out, yeah, being a Broadway actor for, like, what, 50 years? Whatever, yeah. yeah gives you a pretty good sense of physicality. Huh. We should, man, we should tell someone. Yeah. You know? We should become we Broadway actors. Cracked it. Yep. This is a good point in our lives for that. <laughs> I think so. That's when you can break in. Near in 30s? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that might not go so well. Spike gets up to the top, though, and... Uh, he gets a little bit stabbed by Jay Gray after Jay Gray's already started cutting on Don a little bit. No. No? No, he, ain't, oh. he hasn't cut her yet. Because that's the thing is Spike, I mean, Spike gets mad jaws. Oh, right, yeah. Because he almost makes it in time yeah. to save Don and stop this from ever happening. But instead, he gets thrown. We're sort of up to three on yep. people being thrown off the tower. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And Spike is high. Spike's very he's high up there. top of the tower. Very top of the Good tower. Good thing he's a vampire. <laughs> With that vampire healing factor. Oh, yeah. God, I love when we bring that up. <laughs> yeah, this I love whole... when the vampire healing factor has never been mentioned on the show. No. And is just a construct of the wikis, as far as I can tell. Yes, I think it is. Because unless it's busted out in the last no. two seasons. No, no, no. It's not canon. No one's going to say the words vampire, vampire healing, healing factor. factor. Oh, no. I can imagine those words being written in a comic, though. Oh, yeah. There's, like, a lot of comics oh, I've never read. Oh, yeah. So, I mm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When when Spike gets to the top of the thing and Jay Gray's back is to him and Don's like, Spike, save me! You're like, Don, 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 Don. <laughs> is this your first time getting rescued? Jeez, Come it's on. not. 
first of all. You've been rescued many a time this season. Let Spike sneak up. Yeah. You know? Just toss old J. Gray off. Right? Instead, because of you, Don, Spike gets tossed up. And you get cut on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shallow cuts. Shallow cuts so they'll bleed longer. He knows what's up. He knows what's up. Right. So before that happens, Buffy starts laying the smack down on old Glory. <laughs> just hammering her in the face. Right? It's just so brutal. <laughs> like, gets her down and then just keeps wailing on her. And you yep. see it from the perspective of, like, looking up from the ground. Yeah. Uh, so Ben comes back to be like, please stop hitting me. Because Glory probably has some manner of control. Like, mm-hmm. she is the one coming forward. Yeah. Right? So she is... Theoretically, she can sort of back off because she knows that Buffy can't kill Ben. Or right. she suspects heavily yeah. that Buffy's not going to kill a person. Well, Buffy never kills people. Except for those Just five the, guys. Like, except no, for those like, five guys. like ten of the... Except for those ten guys. She ne- never kills they people. They were people, though, right? <laughs> they have face tattoos. Are they still people? Like, once you're in a cult. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, now the podcast listeners are going to think that I'm anti-cult. What a shame. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So yes, Ben promises that they will never come back to Sunny D. And Ben, I'm sure, means it. Oh yeah, for sure. Ben does. Yeah, Ben will never come back. He definitely controls both of them too. For sure. His word is super, super useful. Super useful. So Buffy says, good enough, scampers up that scaffold. And then uh, Ben does not want to see Giles right now, but doesn't quite realize that yet. Because at first, Giles is like, oh, how are you doing, man? Oh, gee. How are you feeling? Looks like you're in a bit of a pickle there. Mm. God. Looks like you've got God. enough blood around you that it's plausible that you just bled out. Oh, I mean, suffocated on your own blood? Yeah. Who knows? Like, you're stuck on your back. Anything could happen. Fucking love Ripper showing up. Because you know the minute you see him. And he, like, pulls out his glasses. When he puts into... his glasses on, you're just Fuck. like, oh, God. Yeah. And he's like, Buffy's a hero. She's not like us. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, ah! He's so scary. It's great. Amazing. Love it so much. And Ben is like, wait, what? <laughs> I thought you guys were good. <laughs> so Ripper cleans up. Greater good. Greater good. <laughs> yes, you can't let this go on. So yeah, glory is no more. No Mori? You couldn't just say glory is no Mori? I'm sorry. I failed you and You're the sorry podcast. that glory is no Mori? Can we please move on? <laughs> Fine. Thank you. <laughs> now Jay Gray slices up old Donnerino. Yes. And I guess, is this when you want to ask the question of, okay, so my understanding. Right, yes. Is that there is a particular time. Okay. And a particular location. Yes. That Dawn's blood. Yep. Which is infused with key energy. Right. Needs to be spilled. Yes. And that the prophecy, I guess I'm going to use the word prophecy. Okay. I don't even know. The ritual. Sure. It implies that once the blood stops flowing. What it says is once the blood stops flowing, then the portal will close. Correct. And so, like, sacrificing Dawn to the spot Uh where the portal was opening, like, that's the the point. Yeah. Right? And so I guess your question is why does Buffy work? Yes. Very much so. Uh, Which actually brings us into our second segment. It doesn't work like that. (laughs) That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Because they've got this plan. Buffy's got this plan, really. None of the other people have this plan. Buffy's put this together right now. Right now. But but it does not... So she, first off, shoves J. Gray off the top, right? Just like... It really, so casually. In a way, it sort of makes Spike's inability to beat J. Gray, like, kind of... It kind of cheapens what... He wasn't invested properly to I do guess, it. Yeah. Also, J. Gray was pretty happy with himself right now. I don't yeah. know. It's fine. 
So that's up to four, four. people being yep. going off of the top of the tower, yeah. let's say. And then, yeah, Buffy puts it together. She's like, my blood is Dawn's blood. So blood magic works the same way. And I'm like, cool, I'm on board for this. You share the same blood. She's mm-hmm. made of you, so you share more blood than a typical sibling would, too. Yes. That's great. Like, 100% the same yes. blood. Absolutely. You want to jump off the top of the tower because then the blood will stop flowing, which is the only thing that can stop this ritual. So I think that rituals are not that literal is the easiest It's just way. been stated that way so many times. But Because that's how it's written in right. whatever they have, yeah. right? And so that's what everyone's talking about and everyone's referencing. But the, like, what is a prophecy or a ritual, right? It's just a way to say something that is it's a metaphor for for what it is mm-hmm. so when dawn starts to bleed into the spot like yeah. her blood being there opens it and then the idea that a death closes it and i mean if it is just the blood and buffy's blood is literally dawn's blood then and like buffy going into that spot and dying in the mystical energy of the portal makes sense from a metaphorical perspective but not at all for a literal, literal. So I think what they want to imply is that it's a person's worth of blood is required to close the portal. <laughs> like one standard Maybe. human. Human unit. Yeah. Yeah. You need that much blood to flow into it before it closes. You know what I think? What we've really decided here. You're, you're going to hate this. I'm very excited. So it's not immediately obvious that mm-hmm. Buffy jumping into this portal would close it. Right. But let's say it had like a prophecy about how death was her gift. Uh-huh. Sounds like that'd be really relevant. Yeah. Right? Like it's really, incredibly relevant. Really super in this, relevant. Yeah. Surprisingly relevant. This is where it comes up. And as you say, there's the montage of like... Spike being like, it's always blood. <laughs> death is your gift. Well, and like her Buffy, like... The blood ties. <laughs> yes. Really gross blood mixing with Dawn. <laughs> it's my blood and your blood. Let's They're the same together. blood. They're the same yeah. And so, like, this was the plan for the last two years, mm-hmm. right? Because at the end of season three, Faith says, Little Miss Muffet, Little Miss Muffet counted down from 730. Yeah. And 730 days is approximately two years. Two years ab- before this point. Tara says some similar shit in Restless, yeah. which was one year ago. Yeah. So they always intended for Buffy to die at this point. Which makes me feel like they always knew that on this network they were only going to have five Mm -hmm. episodes or five seasons and then they just happened to get picked up because Sarah Michelle Gellar's contract was a seven season. Like, that's pretty standard. Oh, really? Like, leading person contract. Okay. Like, there are a fair amount of shows. It may not be as standard anymore, but, like, Gilmore Girls has seven seasons. There are certainly other things that have seven seasons because the main actor or actors seven-year contract is standard oh wow and so at the end of season seven it's done because sarah michelle Gellar didn't want to do it anymore oh she was done being buffy yeah and maybe not just her right it's yeah. a long time giles is probably to be done. the same character yeah poor tony yeah. it's got so much talent <laughs> yeah it really makes me sad that there's so much less giles than there used to be mm. i mean we had fewer characters in the other seasons so there's more screen time for everyone. There's more Giles than last season. Yes. He's that's doing so true. much more. That's certainly true. So yeah, Buffy's going to sacrifice herself. This will work because magic, because it's required, because even if that's the not the literal Slayer reason. The Slayer said so. Even if that's not the literal <laughs> reading, it's still going to work. That's fine. Okay. So she's got a quick, unheard conversation with the Donster. She kisses Don. This is the work she has to do. And then we see her in her jumping attire, as I've named it. <laughs> 
There was training attire, now there's jumping attire. Right. So these pants are much looser around the ankle than you might want for mm. going into a big fight. They can right. get caught on Tangled. things. Yeah. Caught by things. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm kind of disappointed that she was wearing such reasonable stuff to go for her final fight. Interestingly enough, apparently this outfit is very, very similar to an outfit she's wearing in a previous episode. And I... So the I, I'm going to tell you what the episode was. And I don't think... I. It could just, like, I honestly don't know if it's an intentional thing that's supposed to right. be referencing something. Find it. No. Right. So it's almost exactly the same outfit that she wears for most of the episode, uh, I Will Remember You, which is an angel episode. Oh. Yeah. And it's a pretty important angel episode that, for Buffy, uh, it's hard to explain without just telling you what happens in the whole thing. But it's a kind of strange choice for them to have her wearing the same thing because it's, it's from season one of Angel. So right. fans of both shows would certainly have seen the yeah. outfit before. But, I mean, maybe they wouldn't remember it and maybe they just had it around and it looked right. But, like, this is not a show where they have the same outfits yeah. generally ever. No. So, maybe, or maybe, maybe they just thought, well, she wore that on Angel, no one will notice. <laughs> yeah. Weird. It's very weird. But it's, the top part of it is white. Because mm-hmm. whenever Buffy's being a hero, she tends to be wearing white. Gotta wear white. And that's also to sort of juxtapose with what the Buffy bot is wearing. Yeah. Because she shows up wearing a bunch of Black leather. leather. Yeah. yeah. So, Michaela, how many feels do you have when jump when Buffy jumps off the top of this thing? A surprising amount. Bringing it up to number, number five. A surprising amount of feels. Yeah, for sure. And, like, as someone who has seen this happen multiple times... It's just so well done. It doesn't matter how many times you see something like this because... The emotion is there. It's properly yeah. written. It's properly acted, and it's properly and edited. Presented. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Because you can see the moment when she figures it out. Yeah. And how much of a relief it is. Yeah. Because she's been feeling this whole time like killing Dawn is not right, but she doesn't know what else to do, which is why she has the comma, obviously. Yeah. And yeah, so just like she just has the serenity when she finally is like, "What I have to do," and it, it, it's just so affecting. And then Dawn realizes it too. And you can see her think, like, start to say, "Buffy, no, you can't." And Buffy's like, "No, I this, can't. this, yeah. this, this is it. This is what I do." Yeah, yeah. This, and then the all, all the do. other characters are very obviously sad about it. Yeah. <laughs> Spike is crying. Willow's crying. Spike's also catching on fire because the sun is coming up. That's fine. It'll yeah, be fine. we've seen that sun doesn't really affect her. Yeah, no, and it's got all the voiceover. That's so... and so of course that's what Don or Buffy was saying to yeah. Don. Yeah, the hardest thing in this world is to live in it. Be brave. Live yeah. for me. It's just beautiful. It's and very well. Lots of people have that as a tattoo. That kind of yeah. thing. That's one of the very popular quotes from the show. And then the final shot is well after this really nice shot of everyone standing around looking down at her fallen body as the sun rises on a new day that will only happen because she made it happen. Her body being pretty intact really makes me feel like she is not a glass cannon. Because, <laughs> like, she ah, fell... going back to this, she yeah. She fell really far. Yeah, really far. And, like, she looks great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she got slowed down by the whole, like, portal energy, right? I guess right? so, yeah. Yeah, I think that ripped her apart pretty good, but... She's fine. Just on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. The outsides are fine. Outsides are fine. So that's good. That's what really matters. Yeah. And then the final shot is her gravestone. And I really like she saved the world a lot. It's 
a weird like it gets a bit of a laugh. Yeah. And for it to end on No, but that, that's perfect Joss, yeah, it's right? Perfect Joss. Joss wants that to happen. Yeah. He's like really sad, right? Hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh Joss, but what? And they really they just do such a good job of making it feel like the culmination of everything, mm-hmm. which is really what they're going for in this episode. Yeah. Because this could very well be it. Yeah. And so this should feel like, it could be the end. Well, Michaela, that was a heck of a thing. It's a heck of a thing. Do you like this episode? It's a great episode. <laughs> Is it one of your top episodes? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, obviously the final sequence, final scene, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, is just, yeah, I mean, I was like, this is, oh, I'm going to cry, legit. And that really hasn't happened to me while watching this for the podcast. Yeah. Because it's just so much more clinical. Right. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm there. You're analyzing I'm, everything. I'm analyzing it. And yeah, I'm like, I'm just trying to type through my tears, right? It hits you so hard. I love this episode. And yeah, like them making the plan to fight glory, mm-hmm. it just has so much more, it's so much more interesting than them standing around being like, we can't fight her. This is hard. We can't, there's nothing to do. Let's steal an RV and run away <laughs> and have desert. a fight in the desert with uh, some people on horses. Love those corny, corny cubs. Mm, delicious. So apparently when this was broadcast, it was almost impossible to avoid spoilers oh, for the yeah. episode. Because, so one national newspaper in the UK ran an article titled Buffy Dies. <laughs> and then there were trailers showing Buffy's grave. <laughs> oh, Buffy boy. Dies. Oh, I should have looked up. Uh, I'm going to look up. There's a, what's it called? Like a trailer on YouTube for this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Michaela, who won this episode? Buffy gets released from all her mortal obligations. She finds out the right thing to do finally. I kind of want to say Dawn. Yeah, Dawn. Because Dawn doesn't have to die. <laughs> she is no longer defined she's as the key. N- yeah, she gets to be a just a normal person now. Yeah. Yeah. She gets to have a life that is a real life. Yeah. That is a great gift for her. And, I mean, her sister's dead. So. Yeah. Very tragic. But that happens to everyone in this episode. All of them lose Buffy. Yeah, they all, they all do. So, yeah, either either we say Buffy wins even though she's <laughs> no, dead. No, Buffy does not win. Right. Or we just say that, yeah, Dawn probably. I think Dawn takes it home. Maybe the world wins. Oh. Because uh, it's not going to end. Uh, I mean, if a couple people got, like, dropped into sinkholes or, like, attacked by sure. weird alien-looking demons. There's a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, definitely a dragon. But mostly. Mostly they got off scot-free. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Best outfit from the episode. Definitely the Ren Fair nonsense. Oh, so good. Dawn's <laughs> nonsense ritual outfit yeah. that she apparently has to wear. And Michaela, Taylor Kingston oh, no. has brought us oh, possibly so... the finest of reviews. I'm so worried. And it is called... The one where Buffy dies. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I loved this episode. It was so amazing. It was probably my favorite season finale. Probably my favorite season finale. Okay. One of my all-time favorite episodes and is in the top three favorite episodes of this season. And I just love... I, I love I what just... Teeks does with this. I... Where... The the artificial <laughs> groupings are created and then are oddly specific, you know? I just don't even know what... It, <laughs> they're so specific. Yeah. <gasps> three out of 22 episodes, he will p- pick this Good. one as one of those three. Right. Such a great season finale, especially because this originally was the series finale because the WB canceled it and afterwards UPN picked it up. Ironically, at least Teeks think it's, thinks it's ironic. A few years later, the WB and UPN forged together to create the CW. Interesting. Correct. Okay, so big summary, a lot of stuff that we've already gone over. Uh, Let's count out the first 
the six commas in this first <laughs> sentence. In this episode, comma, Gloria is preparing her key, comma, also known as flesh, comma, and blood, comma, dawn, comma, for the oh ritual boy. that will rip open dimensions, comma, and get her back home to where she can be an evil god again. Love it. That's, yep. It's a lot of commas. Oh, classic deeks. Uh, I'm not routing for evil or anything, but when you think about it, she could probably cause a lot more mayhem on Earth and still be worshipped as a god. Okay, so yeah, Glory's defeated, not before Dawn's cut, her blood starts flowing. Since Buffy realized that the monks made her out of her own blood, she jumps into the ripped open dimension portal and sacrifices herself for the world. That's like the sixth apocalypse, she and the gang are stopped. There isn't a comma after and the gang, there Hmm. should be. That's a, that's a subclause. Anyway, even if she didn't come back to life, that's still a pretty good track record. I mean, next season will be Willow the Vampire Slayer. Willow, good, Or yeah. Faith the Vampire Slayer. Well, I mean, she's literally a vampire Yeah, she slayer. is the Vampire Slayer They're now. Just, yeah. Shouldn't these past seasons have been called Buffy a Vampire Slayer? <laughs> right, after season one. Yeah. <laughs> Buffy a Vampire Slayer. Oh, it's so wacky. That'd be great. Okay, fun fact. Tomb- Buffy's tombstone reads, she saved the world a lot. Fun fact. Second. Ooh. Last episode to be aired on the WB. Fun fact the third. Wow. Originally the series finale. Fun fact the fourth. Wow. The previously on clip shows scenes for almost all of the other 99 episodes. Yeah. Fun fact the fifth. This is too fun. This was the 100th episode. Wow, Teeks. Best part of the episode. Everything, Everything. obviously. Worst part of the episode, nothing. There was nothing bad. What about the time that Buffy died? Overall, I give this episode a 10 out of 10, which in my ratings book is freaking ridiculous. Thank you, Teeks. Thank you, Teeks. Bring it at home. Always bring it at home. All right, Michaela, next time on Faith, the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) Right, because it's just the one. It's back to the, yeah. Um, So. Faith returns. So, no, let's back it up. Okay. Faith breaks out of prison. Whoa, she was in prison. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy. So, learning that Buffy has died, Uh Faith realizes that she is now the Vampire Slayer (gasps) instead of a Vampire Slayer, as she previously was. And so, she thinks to herself, well, I can't just sit here. I need to go protect the Hellmouth. Right. And the wackiness ensues. Okay, so things that I remember... Prompted by you, there is at least one robot next season. At least one robot. Thank God. So yes, they still have this Buffy bot. The head got knocked off, but you can repair that easily, it's right? Just the head. Why? Why are all these fantasy robots just cleanly separated at the neck? How else would you build a robot? <laughs> Integrated neck with all the servos and actuator. Anyway, you're insane. Clearly, I'm clearly That's insane. Why you don't have any robots. So yes. If you're missing a Slayer, maybe you just use a bot. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Makes a it? lot of sense. Because otherwise, all of the nasty things in the Hellmouth would realize that they're running the place. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, at we'll see how at least one robot, robot goes. Uh, what else do I remember? Um, Face mirror giant snake. <laughs> <laughs> does not happen next season to the best of my oh. memory. Oh, we get the three. That'll be fun. That'll be eventually They'll make a lot of Star Wars references. Make trio. some references. Sure. Right. Sorry. Oh, the three is a different. That's, that's there are so many threes three. of things. So, yeah. Three's a good number. It's a great number. Yeah. The trio. We yeah. will get them. They'll be great. Uh, some minor flaying might happen. Um, yeah. There might be uh, a fawn that has a bad time sometime next season. Uh, a baby deer. An adult deer? Oh. You're right. It a is deer. A... No, it's a baby deer. It's I a baby think. deer. Yeah. Because it's so pure. That's, wow. Such a weird fucking thing to remember. I feel like that's pretty pivotal. I mean, it's important, it's but important. it's... important. <laughs> uh, Lone Shark. 
What's right. more feeling? Yes. Uh, yeah. You know about the loan shark episode. Oh, uh, nothing other than there's a loan shark oh. and uh, Spike owes him kittens. That is excellent. <laughs> That's excellent that you don't know anything else about that episode. I know nothing about that episode. That's good. Uh, it's wacky, my friend. <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, other than that, oh, we see more of Don stealing stuff. Yeah. Which is good, because that's something that was set up in this season and then never really carried forward past one incident, I think. Yeah. And yeah. maybe Buffy just stays dead the whole time. Probably. We'll find out, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> That's correct. All right, well, that'll be a lot of fun. Damn, season six. Two more seasons to go. God. Whew. We're so close. So close. Yeah. Over two-thirds of the way through. So I'm, I'm going to do this now, I think. Ooh. Just we're at the end. Bring out the book. So I, I have a fancy new book, listeners. I just got it today, which is a pretty bad timing, all things considered. But yeah, zero prep time. So for now, all I'm going to do, I'll just try to bring it up maybe. It's Are just you going like, to do readings for us on a regular basis? Yeah, it's just an encyclopedia. So <gasps> if there's interesting information, I'll just, I'll, I'll pepper it in. It, it's very interesting to me that they have decided to have little blurbs that are basically supposed to be a blurb about an entire season. Mm. 22 episodes. Wow. It's this long. Wow, so that's not that long. That's that's shorter than your average Teeks review. Right. About the entire season. This Dang. is a synopsis of the season. So I'm going to read to you in backwards order the seasons we've already done. Ooh, nice. Just, I'm curious how good of a job one could possibly do. Yeah. So season five, Buffy's magical sister, Dawn, appears. And no one seems surprised to see her until the team discovers the young girl is a mystical key sent for the Slayer to protect. Buffy's beloved mother, Joy Summers, manages to survive the horrors of Sunnydale only to succumb to a brain tumor, leaving her daughters and their friends devastated. Buffy then sacrifices her own life to protect her new sister and close the portal opened by the hell god, Glorificus, saving the world one more time. Yep. So, like, those are some broad strokes, obviously. As expected. Uh, Michaela, before we go on to the next season mm-hmm. summary, I've got, uh, I was looking through the Netflix episode summaries right. today and just chanced upon uh, the one for the body, which I had not really Red. appreciated. Okay. Uh, and Netflix tries to dance around the fact that of what exactly has happened, right. which I appreciate. They try to save us from yeah. spoilers. The group helps Buffy and Dawn deal with the aftermath of the mother's tragedy, sure. Okay. Buffy begins imagining alternate realities. <laughs> which happens like one and a half times. Yeah, charitably. Yeah. But I guess... What else do you say about that episode? What else do you say about that episode? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I love yeah, that. That's... Okay. Okay, season, season four. four. Uh, the initiative is a spooky government place run by spooky government people. The gang has to team up to save Adam. Because he's eating too many floppy disks. (laughs) (laughs) Sunnydale is critically low. Critically low on floppies. But they get very sleepy afterwards. Freshman year at UC Sunnydale finds Buffy falling for a guy who is not a vampire, demon, or monster of any kind. He just fights them, along with other members of a covert military operation called the Initiative. We're not going to talk about Warby at all? Willow bids farewell to Oz and begins a relationship with Tara, a fellow fellow magic practitioner, while Xander dates the demon Anyanka. The initiative implodes when cyborg demon humanoid Adam wages war, forcing Buffy to unite with her estranged friends to save the day. Oh, they were briefly estranged. <laughs> that paints it like they were estranged for a good a half season. A long time, yeah. That's hilarious. Again... You've, you've been given, what, four sentences to summarize an entire yeah. 22 episodes? Good luck. Yeah. Okay. 
Season three. Faith, Mayor, Giant Snake. snake. What? <laughs> Did you just say that it doesn't talk about the snake? After running away, Buffy returns to Sunnydale to find that Angel is back as well. Oh, Couples yeah. shuffle, oh. and Faith, the new extra slayer in town, embraces her bad side, believing that, that that's all there is to her. Graduation day ushers in new beginnings as the students destroy an ancient demon along with the high school, and Angel moves on to Los Angeles so that Buffy can have some semblance of a normal life. Giant snake. They did not say mayor or giant snake. They missed out two of the three things that happened that season. Ancient demon. Scott Hope. <laughs> huh. Scotty H. Yeah. I forgot about him. Season 2. Demons, vampires, and a horrific curse ensnarl the Scooby gang. Ooh, it's As snarl. they welcome Oz and Cordelia into their ranks, Spike and Drusilla come to town, leaving destruction in their wake as they ally with the reawakened Angelus. That's, they, we've skipped some things there. Yeah. Who is determined to make the Slayer regret ever loving his ensouled better half. Giles finds and loses love before Angel regains his soul and Buffy must send her vampire lover to hell. Wow. <laughs> it does happen to Giles. Yeah. Jake, how pour one out? Pour one out. This, oh. Season one? Oh, no. I don't like this at all. Does it use the word masturbatorium? <laughs> like, podcast over. <laughs> like, there. No, book burned, right? I guess book burned. Yeah. Buffy Summers reluctantly resumes her slaying duties when she moves to Sunnydale, a town located directly above a hellmouth. Her new friends, Xander Harris and Willow Rosenberg, haughty vampire Angel, and new watcher Rupert Giles aid in closing that hellmouth and dusting the master. Plus, shopping. What? <laughs> Did it describe Angel as haughty vampire? H-O-T-T-I-E. Oh. Haughty. Oh. Not haughty. Right. That was on me. Not like he's too haughty. good for them. No, yes. he's a haughty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, isn't that something... Okay, come back here for season six. Yeah. This That'll is the, be exciting. This is the end of the normal yeah, end stuff. Of, well, let's... Oh, wait, we can, let's, let's like fully end the normal stuff. Yeah, we stuff. can fully end the normal okay, stuff. Okay, let's do that. So, before we go on to the rest of stuff, you know, if you want to reach out to us, uh, you can do that via email, beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. Uh, all of the pictures will be up on the Facebook page. Tell us how Teeks was right on the Facebook page. <laughs> it's our favorite. Yeah. It's our favorite. Explain <laughs> all of the, the nuances of the Teeks review to us as Tell best us you can. why his commas are correct. Oh, yes. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and if you want to reach out personally, you can do, do so on Akasha. A censorship-free blockchain-based social oh, network no. that will definitely not become a wretched hive of scum and villainy. I'm on there at Wanted in 12 Systems, Michaela. I'm on there at Akasha Akafla. Very nice. You remember J2's name. Yeah, I'm very good at this. Wow, I had totally <laughs> forgotten. I just yeah. knew that he was the judge too. Yeah, J2. All right, cool. listeners, this is where the normal podcast <laughs> ends. If you want to just end it here, that's acceptable. God only knows how long we're going to talk for after this. It's going to be a while. Sorry, yeah. this was already very long. Fucking but that's cares. okay. Season finale, yeah. episode 100. Oh, we're going shit. whole hog. It's going to be... Oh, I don't want to call it that. <laughs> we're going balls out. <laughs> the wall? Is that where they'll be? I don't know. Fuck. It's only going downhill from here. It's going to be much worse after this. So stick around if you want to. And that was a seamless break. My seamless. goodness. Seamless... Oh, we can be so loosey-goosey now. Okay, I mean, I've had one drink and I've got two more in front of me. Loosey-goosey. How much goosier does it get? Oh, Juicier. Gross. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Michaela, 
I have done the minimum amount of You're research. You're the Ben Kissel of this podcast. I am the Kissel of this podcast, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I'm coming in here with no expectations. What I have done is I've done some research. Good, yeah. I'll good. be very clear about that. I've got my niche. Yeah. And I am I'm ready to perform. Okay. I've got what I will call three segments. Ooh, a structure. Yeah. We're not going to start. We're, the, the thing that you have researched for, we're going to do second, I think. Okay. So, uh, first segment, there is a section on TV tropes, basically called What Could Have Been, about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <gasps> Interesting. So, some of the stuff on it are things we've talked about through, because it's a lot of stuff that you find on the wiki. Right. That kind of thing. But there's a bunch of stuff from before we started looking at the wiki, or I started looking at the wiki, that is pretty interesting that I think I'm just going to bring up now. Okay. Because this seems like the time for it. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of it is just, you know, like the way things started or just ideas that Joss had that never came to fruition. Just like interesting tidbits of stuff. A spooky man on a horse, like maybe he has no head, right? Sure. Wasn't that one of the things that they, wasn't that like a character that they wanted to have? <laughs> this sounds familiar. There's a guy on horseback. There was a monster that was supposed to be a guy on horseback or something. Jeez. Oh, it was a vampire. Yes. No, it was with the. It was with Dracula. It was Dracula. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. It was Dracula. No, they were like he's gonna be like some cool vampire who like rides, rides on a horse, horse or, or something. something. <laughs> or is Dracula? Why don't we just make him Dracula? Okay. So. The horse idea was scrapped. Joss Whedon's original concept that eventually evolved into Buffy was Rhonda, the immortal waitress. <laughs> Which is a really different show. I mean, he'll come back to that. <laughs> yeah. Rhonda, the immortal waitress. Tell me more. No, That's no. So like, these are just, these are okay. like little bite-sized things. These are the, the tidbits. Okay. Like, they're just little, very similar to the sort of, like, bite-sized things that the wiki generally gives us. Right. A lot of it is just stuff from before we really started talking about this. And well, some of it is really interesting. So Rhonda plays off of the, like, waitress dies in horror movies sort of thing. Yeah, and it's just this idea of someone who is not outwardly perceived to be powerful. Yeah. Being, I mean, I, she's immortal. It's like, a damsel, but then it's flipped not, on yeah, its head. Yeah. yeah. This, I really feel like this just makes a lot of the things we've said just that much better. I don't know. From the very beginning, Joss Pl Whedon planned to reveal that one of the main characters was gay. Oh, yeah. However, until season four, he had not decided whether it would be Willow or Xander. And That's so, so right. The subtle clues were placed for both. So all those fucking times that Xander makes comments that we commented on, we were right. We were right all along. Oh my god. <laughs> we're geniuses. We're geniuses. And uh, obviously, ultimately, he picked uh, Willow instead of Xander to be gay. Did he? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's a what? She's a what? <laughs> Uh, originally, he didn't want either of Buffy's parents to ever appear on the show, but that was pretty problematic. Yeah. So he settled on her mostly just having a mother and Hank being a dum-dum who never shows up. Well, and her mother being mostly absent from the show. I have something from that, too. It's we'll get there. Interesting. Okay. Uh, the master was originally supposed to have a beard and long hair, and Mark Metcalf was like, guys, he should be bald. Like, this is gross. <laughs> So, like, the master would have, yeah, yeah, would have looked That's really weird. different. With a beard and long hair. Oh, that sounds gross. Yeah. Danny Strong auditioned for Xander. Who's Little Danny J. Strong? <gasps> <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, yes, he did. I think he would have been an okay Xander. If they had degrossified Xander season one. Yeah. Like, the heart of the group. I could see Danny Strong doing that. Yeah, it still works. Because he is a, a Xander type. Yeah. You know, 
I just see how it's a hard sell for me for Danny Strong to be like the main male cast member. Yeah. Other than Giles, I guess. I think Danny Strong might have an actual stronger play on the comedy front. Like yes. comedic relief. I think so. So, yeah, yeah Nicholas Brendan, has, like, they, he struggled with that a little bit. Yeah. Especially yeah. first couple seasons. Apparently, they considered for the fifth season that instead of having Ben as Glory's alter ego, it would be Xander. Oh! Which would have involved Xander then being killed off, obviously. Yeah. And would have meant that this whole, like, memory glitch thing, the audience would have to. Oh, yeah. shit! It would be an audience mindfuck, too. Yes, it <laughs> yeah. would! Yeah. Oh, so I, that's... <laughs> well, that's interesting, because that happened... Like, some of that idea got pushed into Don's character then, too, right? Mm -hmm. Where Don just shows up and the audience is like, right. what's happening? So, like, they still, like, for some reason, Joss was like, we need to fuck with the audience as much as we can. Yeah. yeah. And That's a really neat idea. It, the, the reveal of it would just be... <laughs> it would be so much build-up. It would then be crazy. It'd be so crushing. Because it's this character that's been around for, like, what, four and a half seasons at yeah. that point? Anya would have to do some heavy lifting acting-wise. Yeah. It's so problematic. And it yeah. just relies so much. Oh, uh, yeah. It's really... I, 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 understandably, they did not do it. Because <laughs> it's... I think it's too problematic. Okay. We've talked about this a bit already. But just in, like, the theme of characters being around for longer than they were supposed to be. Mm. Jenny and Joyce were supposed to die in the first season. Wow. <laughs> Jenny only died... Because the fan response to Oz was so positive. Because Oz was supposed to be killed by Angelus. Oh. <laughs> wow. Had Oz not left, mm -hmm. uh, some stuff that's going to happen later would have happened to Oz. Okay. Yep. Mare, the mayor was only supposed to be in two episodes. What? <laughs> uh, we know how Anya was only supposed to be in The Wish and yep. then Doppelgang Land. Yep. Again, very positive. Same with Spike. Uh, Spike was supposed to die at the end of What's My Line when the church burns yeah. down. And instead, Drew... I knew that, yeah. ...wheelchair bound. We did talk about that. Uh, Faith was only going to be there for half the season and then hang herself after right. killing yes. the mayor's aide. Yeah, so uh, the, the later ones we had definitely discussed before. But yeah, the idea that like they were just going to kill off Joyce in season one. Joyce and J-Cal. <laughs> so that would have been something where they thought they had a full season. Once oh, they got maybe. reduced to a half season, they were like, we can't. They had to cut some things. Yeah. They had to cut a, a lot of the like more characterful things. Yeah. yeah. When season one was being produced, the anointed one was planned to be season two's big bad. Yeah. Like legitimately. That is pretty clear, I think. Yeah. Like they set it up so hard. They set it up incredibly hard yeah. and then Spike comes in and kills him very quickly. Apparently the reason that they decided not to do it was because the child actor's growth spurt made the idea that he was an ageless child vampire ridiculous and so they were just like oh people are gonna have questions <laughs> so they killed him instead <laughs> yeah they sort of got lucky on that one too because spike was already very positively received by that point they would wait they wouldn't have had to bring oh. spike in at all yeah because they bring them in to replace no that's true so then there's no spike Oh, wow. Yeah. So when they were given their characters, James Marsters and Juliet Landau were told that they could either use a British or American accent. Okay. And Marsters wanted, well, considered anyways, giving Spike a Southern accent, making him another gorge. <laughs> oh. But Landau was like, we need to be Cockney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Marsters did the right thing. This 
This is gonna make you so happy slash sad. There was a proposed live action Ripper spinoff, <laughs> which would have been a Hellblazer esque dark supernatural thil- thriller starring Anthony Stewart Head as Giles. He could have carried it. He could have, and it would have been set during, I guess, the sixth season of Buffy. Okay. And then, like, things just got kind of complicated because they're gonna make it with the BBC, but then uh, that was the same general time that the BBC were considering making Merlin. Oh. And, which is like, another fantasy. You yeah. can have more, like, how many flagship fantasy shows can you sure. really have? Sure. My O is because I have not watched much Merlin. No. I don't have a great opinion of it. Tony think... is in Merlin, actually. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, this, this doesn't necessarily say Merlin. Revival of their own biggest fantasy property. Okay. And I, I don't think that's Doctor Who. Mm. No, it wouldn't, uh, wouldn't have been that early. Maybe it, it that early. Maybe it is Doctor Who. Yeah, it's season six, because it was early 2000s. Okay, so maybe instead they were like, we're doing Doctor Who again. We, yeah, you it's can't. It's not five, it's not fantasy, those are two separate things. Anyway. Those are the same things to a lot of people. I, I know. But yeah. No, Tony could have carried that, and he could have carried it through season four. Yeah. I would have not had Angel do Angel. I would have had Tony do... Ripper? Ripper. Yeah. yeah. I would totally watch Ripper. I'd be all about okay. it. Because oh, he's, he's fired from the Watchers, so yeah. he runs out the rest of the season, and then he's gone. Yeah. And you have a couple of crossovers, and that's fine. Sure. Oh, fuck. And then we'd be, we'd be watching Ripper next, that's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bazooka that Buffy has in Innocence was originally a tank in the <laughs> script. <laughs> Okay, so I know a little bit about the the dangers of the playwriting process mm. or screenwriting process because yeah. words are so cheap. Right? Uh, you write the word tank, four letters. You, it's so cheap. <laughs> it's so easy to do. You can, yeah, oh, it flows really naturally across your hands. You write the words helicopter. Sure. That's yeah. fine. How helicopter flies. can a helicopter even be? It's a lot of letters, but it's not that many letters. No. And if you're on a computer, those letters are free. Mm-hmm. I mean, bazooka is more letters than tank. Right? Right. Way more what expensive. Yeah. So, obviously, yeah, they... Someone they reasonably back. read it and was like, guys, we can't have a tank, well, actually, this is though. the thing. Like, Joss is not... That's not the part of the process that he's worried about at that point. And right? I guess writing tank is just really saying... Big, yeah. very powerful, modern exactly. weapon. Exactly. Modern weapon yeah. that is not something the original, like, no sword can kill him would have taken into account. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's an actor who was originally offered the role of Xander. Now, he is an actor who is currently quite popular. I think I've heard this before. I, I don't know if you're ever going to guess. Do you want to try to guess? He's quite popular now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I so wanted to be Shia LaBeouf, but he would have been too young. <laughs> Bye. 10 years yeah. or so. Uh, <sighs> Who's the right age for that? Interesting. How old is Nicholas Brendan right now? Nicholas Brendan is, 50s, is older than this person, I think. Okay. Let me, let me, actually, you know what? I will compare their ages because I think that'll help you. Elijah Wood. No, I think Elijah Wood might be too young too. Yeah. So, okay. So, okay. Uh, Nicholas Brendan is 47 and this other person is 41. <sighs> 41. I would have loved to say Nicholas Cage. He's far too old. <laughs> Because I know that's who you want to go for. This actor is in a movie that's currently in theaters. How old's Paul Rudd? Not Paul Rudd. No. <laughs> Paul Rudd would have been fun. Yeah, wouldn't yeah, he? he'd be great. He would have actually done quite well. In I that. think he's probably the right age too. Yeah. He might be. He might. Is he in his fifties? Paul Rudd's fucking ageless. Who knows? How yeah, he's ageless. Yeah. 
Uh, it's not Keanu Reeves. No. Uh, fuck. I don't know. Tell me. Ryan Reynolds. Fuck. <laughs> Why is Kraken Xander? That would have been a... Amazing. He was offered the role? Oh, no. He was offered the role. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of Xander. And turned it down. Yeah. yeah, okay. That makes sense. He took one look at that and he was like, ah. <laughs> he claims... He gave an interview in 2008 and, and mentioned that he... Because of his own awful high school experience, he didn't want to play a guy in high school... I'm pretty sure you just didn't want to play a guy in high school. You've got to understand on, like, the vampire show, right? right? The, especially at this point, with retrospectives, you're going to be very charitable. Yeah, you're going to say good things that endear you to the fans. Of at course. the time, this was not a great prospect for him. No, I'm sure it was not. Yeah. Okay, I like this a lot too. Angel was originally conceived as nothing more than a weird guy who occasionally showed up to give Buffy vague advice. <gasps> he was Whistler. <laughs> he was. He was Whistler before Whistler was Whistler. Yep. Awesome. Uh, There were several ideas for his true identity, including that he was an actual angel who needed to complete a certain number of good deeds before being allowed back into heaven. That's not a bad idea. And then uh, his being a vampire was decided while writing the episode with the reveal in it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it explains the fact, like, how... Because initially... Her, her interactions with him are very strange, and he yes. acts weird. He teleports. Yeah, and at one point he's somewhere that like he really shouldn't be, given that he's a vampire. Yeah, and so they sort of had to just be like, yes, he's a vampire. We had this plan all along. Yeah. Yeah. So Joss also intended to kill Joyce at the end of season three. Yeah. He really wanted to kill Joyce yes. a lot of times. Yeah. And by the time he changed his mind, Christine Sutherland had booked a bunch of other stuff, which is why she's in like three episodes of season four. Oh. Because they're like, oh, by the way, you're not going to die. And she's like, I <laughs> made some other commitments because you said you were going to kill me. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. That's it for that segment. Fantabulous. Love it. Fucking gay Xander. I'm sorry. But like so many comments. Yeah. So many times. No, the seeds were planted properly. Yeah. I would say even better than for Willow. Like all joking aside, right? Because we make a lot of jokes about this. But there are, I think, legitimate arguments to be made for him being into Angel. Yeah. And being into Spike. Like, he makes comments constantly about yeah. it. Constantly in the later seasons is a bit of a stretch, but, like, there are a lot of comments in the early seasons. In the early two, yeah. like, the first two seasons especially, yeah. Yeah. he he also goes through the whole homophobia thing. Like, he really is struggling with that side of his character. Could have happened. Could have happened. Could have happened. Okay. So, uh, segment two. We make a lot of jokes, as we were just alluding to. This is a pretty good segue. About fanfic. And about writing our own fanfic, mostly. But we decided to have a look into the fanfic that is actually out there. Dave looked for some pretty specific fanfic. I would describe it as niche. Niche fanfic. This is the only research that I've done. Can I just... Oh, no, you're turning your laptop towards me. I made a matrix. Oh, my God. Oh, you've got a fucking spreadsheet. And it's got... It's got grays. It's it's got dark reds. It's got light red. Oh, no. Oh, there are character names. Oh, it's a matrix. Oh, no. Oh, oh, there are character names all across the top and across the, like, on the left. It's a mirror, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, oh, no. Okay, you've done way more research. What? Buffy Spike has a lot. Buffy Spike is the most. So, Buffy Angel is a lot. As a caveat, this is from uh, Archive of Our Own. How many works in Archive of Our Own are slashes of these characters? So, listeners... For your benefit, I will tr- 
post like the link to the Google sheet that I've made, but like it's interesting. There are a lot of interesting things to say about this. The Xander column and row are incredibly red. Yes. Compared to anything else. So Buffy has a lot of like specific fanfics. So there's a lot of Buffy Spike. There's a lot of Buffy Angel. But Xander just has, like, fanfic with everyone. So this is not exhaustive. Right. Donna's not on this because she's a fucking child. Yeah. And no guys, no. Yeah, we're not supporting. We, I want to be clear, we are supportive of fanfiction in general. I understand that a lot of people have written fanfiction and a lot of people have read a lot of it. And, like, there's tons of it. And, I mean, hey, we've read some fanfic for this. And, like, some of it is excellent. It's very well It's creative writing and I want to support that as much as possible. And it's awesome. And, like, you, you know what? You want the characters, like, these two characters who are never going to be in a relationship. You want to write them in a relationship. That's fine. It gets pretty dark. Yeah. Sometimes. Slash with children we are not going to talk about. No. I'm, like, really worried by the number of Buffy Giles yeah. that I'm seeing. So, Buffy Giles made me pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. There is, I think there's probably Buffy Joyce. I didn't look into that because that's, it, no. that's too much for me. Yeah. And, yeah, like, Buffy Giles is pushing it. There's, like, a surprising amount of everyone Giles yes yeah Yeah, Giles has a lot uh Spike obviously we know has a lot of chemistry so he's got a lot there is a Spike Jesse that you found (laughs) on Archive of Our Own and I did not find that you didn't find the Spike Jesse I did not so I have that I have that pinned up here oh thank Christ Jesse McNally Spike lost and found by it's actually it's a Jesse Spike Xander Spike (laughs) so I didn't read this is 7,000 words. I want to be really clear that, like... But here, guys, just just because... Yeah, so a lot of these fanfics, or a lot of the more obscure pairings, seem to exist because some either, like, someone just is like, I'm really invested in these particular characters being together, or this one was, it was a prompt. They got a prompt, right? yeah. Yeah, so any combination of your choice between Spike, Jesse, Xander... And they seem to have gone for all of them? I think it's three different ones. This with... looks to be Jesse Spike and Xander Spike. Okay, and then a couple different thicklets of 1,500 words each. So, yeah, I'm going to click on it. Yeah, I can't believe... I, I wasn't sure if you were going to find this Jesse Spike one. I did Spike not find one. it. Yeah, so no, I know about how many Jesse ones there are because they're in the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> there is one Jesse Cordy one. Did you find well, that, that one? Well, that makes sense, right? Because yeah. Cordelia is the object of Jesse's affections. That's true. There's a Jesse Harmony. That's less clear. And yeah, uh, this Jesse Spike, and then there's Jesse Zander. Jesse Zander yeah. is very popular. I've got a couple of those. That definitely exists. Yeah. And yeah, so since that was, like, we obviously talk about Jesse a lot on this podcast relative to the amount of Jesse that is in this show. That's yeah. so delightful. Yeah, so there's some forest, not much. Go back to the, yeah, show me this. So there's a bit of forest faith. Right. right. And then there's. Only three Forrest Riley, which I was honestly... I'm shocked by that. There's more Graham Riley. There's 13 Graham Riley. What? Uh, I think there's some Graham Faith. Yeah, there's two Graham Faiths. The Buffy Faith does not surprise me at all. Yes, 839. Yeah. Pretty high. Uh, what else is a high one? Willow, Tara is pretty high. Oh, that makes... that's Yeah, yeah. that makes perfect sense. Willow Xander is a lot lower than I would have thought. I guess no one really wants to see that, right? Because I guess we saw it and yeah. it was not good. Yeah, exactly. It was like literally a bad thing that happened. Yeah. Xander Spike 
1763. Xander Spike is very common. Xander Angel only 169. Surprising. And yeah, Xander Buffy also not not really a thing. 155. <laughs> I'm going to pour over this document. Like I love so much that you put this work into this. <laughs> well, it started as as a thing where I was, you know, you find something that's like a, a Jesse Spike. And right. obviously that's an outlier, yeah. right? Like there's one work yeah. in Jesse Spike. And then I'm like, well, how many works are there in Buffy Spike? And then I start asking, well, how many works are there in this? And then I have this list. And I'm like, well, this list isn't great. You know, like it's not really a good way to represent this. Yeah. So then I start making like a small spreadsheet. And then I'm like, well, you know, there's all these other characters, you know, and they should be on the spreadsheet too. And then th- this is what happens. There's a sup- there's 27 Buffy Ozes. What? <laughs> I am Buffy. Buffy is me. There you go. Oh, they are yeah. one. And then I also have a few on here that I, they're just so obscure that like the, one of the characters in, in it, it would be crazy to put that character right. in the spreadsheet. So like there are 18 works in Amy Willow. Okay. Which I which think, is... yeah, that makes some sense. That definitely makes some sense. Yeah, Amy crops up a lot relative to how much she's in the show in fanfic. Yeah, for whatever reason. There are some wacky... Uh, wacky ones that are crossing over between series, which yes. we'll get to. We're, I'm not okay. going to get into that just yet. There is an o- Anya Jonathan. Anya <laughs> thin. So there's this series that someone wrote where that's very heavily focused on Xander Terra, which is a surprising. Like, how many Xander Terras are there? That's a weird pairing. <sighs> But again, this is the beauty of fanfiction. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Exactly. And maybe that's a relationship worth exploring. Yeah. In some way that I can't... This particular particular series, I'm not sure how many, like, works there are in it, but it has Xander Terra, Xander Cordelia, Xander Harmony, Drusilla Xander. Xander's getting busy. Anya Jonathan, Cordy Terra Drusilla, like, with slashes between them all. And Cordy, then, Tara, Drusilla? Yep. And then Jenny Xander. So, yeah, this one I read a bit of because I'm just like, how is this Anya Jonathan thing happening? And it's weird. Yeah. Like, it's something where, like, he's gone off to college and then Anya's there, but I'm not really sure why. I think it's it happens after she's run away from the first time she's there for the Hellmouth. Right. And then, like, somehow she runs into Jonathan and then he seems like he's an up-and-comer in some way. So she... Latches on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. And then the strange... I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and say the strangest one I found is one that has Buffy Summers and Willie the Snitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that! I love that so much because it's never something I would have thought of. Actually, I read a fanfic today about Willie the Snitch. Will, had Willie in it? Willie the yeah. Snitch. So, I don't... I tried to understand this fanfic, but Willie doesn't come in till, like, chapter 12. <laughs> and so... And they're in, like, an alternate reality, and Willie's there, and he's, like, important, I think. And then Buffy is, like, with him... Listen, I don't know. I just was looking through and I saw Buffy Summers slash Willie and I was like, no. <laughs> Did you find any angel Willie? So there's there's not a lot of Willie. Generally. <laughs> Surprising. The fact that this Willie Buffy exists, like there aren't even very many Willie 
slashes, right? Yeah, that yeah. is not surprising at all. No, so I don't think that exists. Yeah, I know. So yeah, I, I, I'm assuming, were you reading Jesse, like Xander, mostly? I So I just chose Jesse fanfiction, not necessarily Jesse slash right, fic. Right, okay. So I've got uh, an example of slash fic that we can bring up once we're into the next part of this segment. Okay. Let's say. Good. Um, I would like to bring up a Jesse piece that I found that I really liked. Okay. So there's Jesse Wishverse. Sure. Which is fun. Uh, because that's like him haunted by his friends who stand outside his his bedroom every night, <laughs> taunting him yeah. and being like, hey, come down here, join us. Being vampires is great. And he is racked with guilt about being the only one who got away. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's rough. Yeah. And I mean, like Xander and Willow fuck outside his bedroom or something. But All sure. the time. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, the one that I really like, the one where I want to keep reading more is called The Jesse, Willow, and Xander Chronicles of Denial. Interesting. So this is uh, pre-Buffy showing up. Okay. Um, just their lives. And it's vignettes of them as children, starting at age four and going up, of Xander, Jesse, and Willow being friends, founding the We Hate Cordelia's Club. <laughs> like, doing yeah. all that neat stuff. Yeah. And then, like, Jesse's, Jesse's mom has to kill... Her sister, who's become a vampire and tried to feed them blood cookies. Oh. And it's just all these things where they're repressing all these Sunnydale things, right? Syndrome. Yeah, it's yeah. just, an, it's an exploration of Sunnydale syndrome focused around these three characters. I love it. It's so good. And yeah, a lot of, a lot of slash fic between him and Xander, let's yeah. say. Um, and some between him and Willow. And I'm surprised that everyone avoids him and Cordelia. Given that's yeah. the one that's actually suggested, but I guess that's no fun if it's suggested in the text, right? You have to go extra possible. text. Possible. So yeah, yeah I uh, I had a lot of fun researching this, and I would say Jesse Willow and Xander Chronicles of Denial is the best one that I found. I'm actually disappointed that there are only twelve Joyce Spike fanfics. <laughs> that's very disappointing, isn't it? There's. I'm not saying that he's age appropriate for her because right. he's far too old. He's way too old. But. I mean, he's more age-appropriate for her than for Buffy. Yeah. There's 154 Giles Joyce, 90 uh, yes. Ethan Joyce. Ooh. Now that's that's a heck of a pairing. 342 Ethan Giles. <laughs> and I definitely read part of one that was like a three-way between Ethan Joyce and Giles. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah it's, uh, it's quite a world, I guess. Well, it? it's not just quite a one world, oh, is it's, it? Oh, it's many. Can I bring us into yeah, the next this. part of this where we start bringing in cross-series, where it's not just Buffy the Vampire Slayer or the Buffyverse. Yeah. We go outside of that. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of Jesse stuff is like Wishverse. It's um, alternate reality. It's where Buffy didn't show up or uh, maybe pre-Buffy. Yeah, okay. But then we've got... Uh, Soulless Lovers, which is, uh, so it's Xander Jesse Slash. Okay. The author, I'm not sure how many times you encountered the word nuzzling <laughs> in your research. Uh, this one was rife with nuzzles? What about nuzzles? purring? Oh, oh no. Yeah. Is this like a furry thing? No, no, no. No, it's just thing. that, like, Jesse's going to be purring some words out, right? Oh, okay. It's that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that, it starts out with a pretty straight, like, Xander, Jesse, Slash. Sure. And then they go to some, L.A., L.A., and they're in a club, and they see a delicious-looking morsel who is 
Sam Winchester of the supernatural. <laughs> There's first. so much supernatural. There's so much supernatural yes! Buffy crossover so fic. Wait, A lot wait, of wait. it, I, I'm guessing, is Slash. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Why do you bring those characters together if it's not Slash? And I think, like, I, I don't have, like, my feeling, I guess, about uh-huh. this is that more of this than not is going to be Slash. Yeah. Just because, like, gay people or bi people have so many viewer outlets True. where they actually get to see, like, people, two men in a relationship, two women in a, in a relationship, yeah. whatever. And so, like, this is a way for them to actually put that out there and say, like, you know, I want there to be media that's representative of me. Because it really does seem, like, a lot of it does seem to be same-sex relationships, more so than heterosexual. And I don't know, I just think that makes sense. Which, again, positive yeah. aspect to fanfiction. Fanfiction's great for the most part. Yeah. Just some of it's really poorly written. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes it is very difficult to read. Some of it oh, The is... first one I tried was so yeah. hard to read. Some of it's great, though. Some of it's amazing. So, uh... Chronicles of Denial. Yeah. So I'm going to bring up... <laughs> This, this actually came up because we were joking about there being a Xander Harris, Xander Cage one. Yes. There is, guys. But it's not just that, it's is it, Michaela? Xander Harris, Xander Cage. So wait, wait, what's Xander Cage from? Oh, yes. He is from Triple X, played by Vin Diesel, obviously. Yes. And then also in this slash fic is Dominic Toretto, another Vin Diesel character from the Fast and the Furious series. <laughs> I just, I love that it's two Vin Diesels yeah. and Xander. And, like, the link between Dom and Xander is that they've got this Xander Cage who has the same name, but also same actor. Yeah. And that's the walk, I guess. I love it. How... Did you try to read it? This one, I did not. Okay. There's just... When something tells me it's 7,000 words, (sighs) and, like, that's not even that long. Yeah. So there's this other one that is... So Richard B. Riddick... Who is from the Chronicles of Riddick? Right, another Vin another Diesel. Vin Diesel character. Uh huh. Xander Harris and Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, Xander and Harry Potter, maybe, maybe. I can see that. Why, Why is, is Riddick, Riddick there? there? So this one is seventy three thousand words. <laughs> so I absolutely did not try to read it, guys. So I'm just gonna read you the summary. Willow's spell goes wrong, and Xander Harris pays the price. Harry Potter takes a hit from a spell meant for Draco Malfoy and lands on a planet with three sons. Riddick finds them both. <laughs> it's a challenge. So someone was like, put yeah. together Harry Potter, Buffy, and Pitch Black. And that's why that yeah. happens. Yeah. Uh, there's another Harry Potter one that I found. I read like way too much of this one. Good. So this is by... Uh, a writer called Lit Gal, who seems uh-huh. to be pretty prolific on... I'm actually, I wonder if you can... Oh yeah, you can link, You can click on the person. So I've learned today that Archive of Our Own is the, the premium site. Yeah. And then, uh, what is it? Fanfiction.net is yeah. where trash people go for trash things. <gasps> so on this website, on Archive of Our Own, there are 54 works by Lit Gal. Right. And I mean, there's one that's 15,000 words, 57,000 words, 6,000 words, 17,000 words, 80,000 words. My goodness. Like, so this, like, prolific. 123,000 words. Wow. So yeah, I mean. Enough to make Bransan blush. So I was reading this, and it is a Faith Snape fanfic. They're both ambiguously evil characters. And they talk about that. I read way too much of this fanfic. (gasps) 
Yeah. And I mean, there's other people in it. So basically what happens in this is that for some reason, Riley gets pulled to this or something's happening. So Willow and Riley goes there and then Willow and Faith try to follow. But since Willow tried to apparate into Hogwarts. Oh, you can't apparate into yeah. Hogwarts. But but they make a big deal about the fact that Faith is a slayer. So she's like a magical creature. Right. So the rules of magic don't apply to her the same way sense. as they do a normal person. Yeah, because so, house elves can apparate. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, Snape keeps trying to do like spells and stuff to her that keep not quite working the right way. Because she's not a right. human really. And yeah, like Faith and Snape... Or, like, they go to Hogsmeade, and then, yeah. like, they meet Bellatrix there, and, like, Voldemort comes because, like, they're having a meeting. Right. And, yeah, like... Is this slash fic, or is it just fanfic? It's... So, it's fanfic where, like, Faith is constantly hitting on Snape. Sure, but and that's And then, eventually, they do bang. Okay. But it's not... It's, it's very much, like... That's not out of character. No. It's very much... They, like... Some stuff starts to happen, and then, like, fade to black next morning. Yeah. So, it's not even, like explicit in well, any way this is so it's not slashing it's just fanfic yeah but like just the fact that someone thought to themselves you know faith and snape do have a lot in common yeah let's see how we can do that and yeah the this the writer of this really managed to like capture faith and <sighs> riley and really capture like the world of harry potter <laughs> that's so impressive it, it's very impressive oh like i read again Way too much of it. Okay, I would be remiss if I did not bring up Harry Potter and the Methods of Rationality at this time. Have you heard of or read it? Okay. No. So that is a very common, as I understand, uh, or sorry, very popular um, fan fiction based in the Harry Potter universe. Okay. Where I have not read much of it, unfortunately. Um, Harry Potter is a, he was raised by scientist parents. So instead of going to the Dursleys, he went to scientists. And then starts, all his magical shit starts happening to him. And he's just like, I don't understand how this could be possible. Energy doesn't just come from nowhere. Mm. So yeah, it's, again, I cannot do this justice. I'm sure a lot of our listeners will actually have heard of this, hopefully. Um, But very long. Very, yeah. Incredibly long. And, again, great fan fiction featuring Harry Potter. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, this, like, there's so many works. There's so many, just yeah. whatever you can possibly imagine. The, again, craziest one, I think, that I found. And this is just so specific to a person who is my age and who has just such similar interests to me. Did you write this fan fiction? I did not. But it is a fanfic that includes characters from Buffy the Vampire Slayer and members of the band Fall Out Boy. (laughs) (laughs) So what you're saying is you did write this fanfiction. Or there is someone else very similar to you. Again, similar interests and very similar age. So it's a slashfic between Patrick Stump and Pete Wentz, which I, you know I don't know who either of those people are. so, So they're sort of like... The two main people in Fall Out Boy. Oh, so those are both real people. Patrick is the lead singer of Fall Out Boy. Okay. Pete Wentz is the bass player who, like, writes all their lyrics. So they're sort of Does the he, two... Is he the one where his song knows what you did in the yeah, dark? Yeah, okay. that one. So they're sort of the two main guys in Fall Out Boy. Sure. So I understand why people have written Slash Fic. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want you to guess how many works there are in Patrick Stump slash Pete Wentz. So this is just within Fall Out Boy. On AO3, Archive of Our Own? Yeah. 20,000. 5,303. Okay. <laughs> That's still a lot. 
It's a lot. I guess, actually, no. Because Buffy in general, there's like 100,000-ish. Let me just click on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. 26,000. Oh, not even. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, wow. 5,000 is a lot. So yeah, this is there's a relationship in this between Patrick and Pete, and then there's also a relationship between the drummer of Fall Out Boy, Andy Hurley, and Willow Rosenberg. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, Spike, Xander, Buffy are all in this, this crossover. <laughs> I just, when I saw this, I was just like, how is someone watching <laughs> it speaks to you, 14-year-old right? me? <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. So, yeah, we both went on, uh, yeah, a bit of an adventure. Bit of a journey. That was I went on a worth it. Very, yeah. Neither of us have written, sla- or sorry, fan Fanfic. fiction yet of any kind. Well, for Buffy, for this run, I will say. I yeah. don't think I've written fan fiction. I've never written. Okay. No. I just am not a writer. Mm. I don't think. I... Yeah, and it's it's just such a specific thing because you have to try to capture someone's voice, someone else's voice. Who's not? It helps to have a lot more time than I currently have. Yes. Like teenage David could have that's easily true. banged out some fan fiction. Yeah, it would have been terrible. That's the other thing is it's going to be so bad at first. Yeah, and then yeah, I mean the more you write, it's like anything, the better yeah. you're going to get at it. But at first, it's just going to be so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, and then you look back on it. Mm. Pays to start with a, a username or an alias that you really don't like that much. Yeah, yeah. That's my advice to young fanfic writers. I think an alias is always a good idea. Yeah, but initially. start with one that you aren't attached to. Right. Yeah. And then later on... Ditch it. <laughs> ditch the shit out of it. Yeah. Uh, and then just hope that no one ever realizes that it was you all along. Oh, I'm sorry. They're going to be piecing together your five pieces of the 26,000 pieces. <laughs> and like... They're not short, you know? Yeah. Like, what's a, a normal book? How many words? I'm not sure. That's a, that's a good question. Like, when I say that there's a fanfic that's 123,000 words, like what what am I really saying, I guess? Oh, I already looked this up to some extent. Yeah. Uh, 80 to 90,000 words. Or, let's say 80 to 100,000 yeah. is... Like a full book. Yeah. Like a novel. Yeah. Yeah, wow. So, that's that's going to yeah. be a, a thicker book. Yeah. You're talking 400 pages sort of thing. Holy crap. Yeah. So even, like, there are quite a few that are in, like... The long novel. Like, tens of thousands of words. Like, that was very common to see. 20,000, 30,000, 50,000. I didn't see very many that were 100,000, that's for sure. But, yeah. There are some. They exist. (sighs) Okay, and my last segment Uh is not really... It's not great for the the listeners of this podcast. Mostly, uh, I'm just going to have another link for them. It's mostly for for us for right now. So we only started doing pictures of things in like season four. Uh Uh-huh. So I've only done like half of season three so far. (laughs) You have retroactively started doing pictures? Yeah. (laughs) I am enchanted. I love sky pants so much. So I tried my best to like remember. Oh, Lord. They, do you like my transitions? No, I hate them so much. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Okay, I just so... I just tried to scroll on this. And instead, so you've got a, a regular piece of paper, right? Pick it up and then flip it over 
And that's what has happened whenever yeah, I scroll I'm, on this I'm gonna page. click, let me click on it. So we can talk about this and then we'll have to go to the next one. Okay, Angry Ginger Spice is very much bang on for Anne. Yeah, and like in season three, we talk about Ginger Spice hair a right. lot. So we really needed a picture of it. Uh, bucket hat beginnings, obviously. Yep. We had a lot of bucket hats. And then, bucket yeah, that beginnings. We, we talked about sky pants. I okay. remember talking about it. Good. So, like, this is more so for people who are listening to older episodes now. I'm not sure that we're going to go at, go back further than season three. Yeah. Just because it's a lot. Um, yeah, so. I hate your transition so much. <laughs> side Nicholas is insane. <laughs> Whenever, this is the problem. I have to sometimes go back into old episodes like Reptile Boy. Right. To... And pull a clip. <laughs> right. And whenever I do... The, the outfits are just... It's madness. It's so cr- much crazier than you... It's so much crazier. Yeah. I, I just uh, got accustomed yeah, to it did. and thought it was fine. Like this wacky rap shirt. <sighs> Wackiest rap like, shirt. Like, look what's happening. And It's insane. I captured it. Tiny twig hands. You I, got a picture of tiny picture twig hands. picture of tiny twig hands. No, but what's <laughs> happening to Buffy's hair inside necklace? Honest to God. So this is part of the whole ginger spice thing, right? The first... The, the front part of her hair is a much lighter color. Yeah, no, but what's, like, this, just, look at how it's falling yeah, it's fine. there. <laughs> Everything's great. Classic Faith. That, I love this yeah. shirt so much with yeah. its separate arms. <laughs> is, is that Scott Hope? <laughs> so there's a, a caption that just says, name this character. And honest to God, if you had just shown me that with no context, I would not have been able to tell you that that is Scott Hope. I know. He was in this episode, and I was like, I need a picture of this motherfucker. Who is that? <laughs> yeah, it's Scott Hope. Yeah. All tricked out. Yeah, because uh, we Mr. never had Trick a picture of Mr. Classic. Trick, which is a, just a damn shame. Big old boots. Listen, yeah. I do not mind faith in those yeah, boots. Yeah, it's all good. The denim cutoffs, though? <laughs> this is a, She was training with Buffy in this. Buffy's wearing, like, workout clothes, and this is what Faith has worn to training. Faith is wearing never-nude-style <laughs> denim cutoffs. <laughs> never-nude-style. And then really everyone's really favorite are. demon. I love oh, Stegosaurus head. He's so good. So, yeah, I figured we could need a picture of him. Some of them... I have two more than one because there are too many pictures to fit on one presentation slide. So we had initially talked about like doing some sort of slideshow. Yeah. And I thought that was just gone by the wayside. I thought that was an abandoned idea for Mm. this podcast. Turns out, no. Gorch Return. Yeah. I fucking hate everything about it. Absolutely. Shiny Devin. Yeah. Devin was the the lead singer singer of Dingoes. Dingoes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That time MG, SMG had a cast. Yeah, yeah. you can yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, you can see it. And her... V reverse V. V reverse V. The this is, hair. This is with the, the fucking, board. Yeah. With the like... Yeah, the headband. The headband. Mm. Oh, and that skirt is insane. Yeah, we, we talked extensively about this outfit, I remember. Yeah. For good reason. <laughs> oh my... <laughs> okay. No, so Michaela has chosen to go again with the no spaces. So this is just like so much... So many words to try to, to fucking parse. Too messed up to do up his shirt. So this is after Angel comes back from hell and he's he's got his like shirt of not blood. done up and, and Buffy's brought him the blood in Bag, the container. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bonus zebra in the background. Okay. Buffy's wearing a zebra well, shirt. Because brain yeah, is like you can in, see brain. Yeah, I can see brain, so I latch on to bonus yeah. Z brain. Z brain. Z brain in the background. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, so. Uh, there's some there's some good stuff in here. Of course, oh, we got that band candy. Band candy. Don't mess with Ripper. That's a very unattractive photo of him in that. It state, is actually, but it He's was hard. Disheveled. It was hard to get a like full yeah. body. An absolute killer coat yeah, for Joyce. For Joyce. It's so good. 
Oh, there's some good ones in here. Oh, Snyder! <laughs> Scamp and Square! <laughs> Super reasonable Tai Chi for Angel. So misted up, shirtless, doing Tai Chi. And like... In this scene, Buffy's just creepily, like, watching him from across the courtyard while he yeah. does his super reasonable shirtless Tai Chi under the moonlight. I don't know. Oh, he's got to center himself, yeah. Michaela. And, like, oh, you can just see Snyder being a square. In oh, this, he's such in a square. Oh, it's so good. Good old band candy. <laughs> okay, so I went back to Revelations today yeah. to pull the clip of yeah. how many graveyards there are in Sunny Right. Day. And so I saw Buffy wearing the da bomb toque that just says bomb yeah. on it's got sequins that spell out bomb, bomb. on her so toque. Crazy. Did we not talk we, about oh, this? We talked oh, extensively about it. Jesus Christ, it's crazy. <laughs> just what though? Buffy, that, sh- that should not be a toque. What's happening? I think it's a really tiny spaghetti, spaghetti strap. strap yeah. with backpack straps yeah. hiding the spaghetti. And then she's got this like gray mini skirt and these huge black boots and a choker. It's just all Chokers happening. And then I needed a like definitely, definitely real tattoo. Real faith tattoo. Yeah, faith tattoo yeah, is definitely so real. Super real. Super real. Yeah. Oh, Oz looking the coolest in yeah, in Revelations good. Yeah. Uh serious head wound. It's the time they treated Giles getting hit right. in the head super serious. Yes, yeah. that was super serious. Super serious. Oh my god, he yeah. was concussed. More Tai Chi <laughs> where both of them are doing Tai Chi. And only Angel is shirtless because television. Yeah, because television. It'd be weird otherwise. <laughs> It'd be weird otherwise. Yeah. Like, it was perfectly normal, perfectly reasonable. Yeah. Uh, fuzzy feelings. <laughs> oh, well, that's just so fuzzy. She's so fucking fuzzy. Lover's walk. Okay, name this character part two. Uh, he's... Oh, shit. <laughs> I can't even remember what... He's the mayor's aide. Yeah. The one that Faith Oh, killed. his name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> he only got a name post-death. Uh... Okay, I'm I'm on the track. I'm like I'm the world's greatest detective here. <laughs> it's not Ben. That's the cute nameless intern. Right. I have no fucking clue what it is. Alan. Alan. Alan is his name. Alan. The Alan Parsons Project. Or Alan. Work it, girl. Joyce's hair is fabulous. Looking fly. She has not like, left the eighties. This is 80s. from season three. Look how good she looks. She looks amazing. Man. Constantly though. Constantly. More lovers walk, yeah. <laughs> very, very serious head wound. I mean, that looks very serious. It's on so, so much blood. His sideburns were not acceptable. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's not. Oh, super purple madness. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. So you focused on Willow's purple madness here. There's a crazy thing happening with Buffy. Buffy's too. insane. She's got a fuzzy yellow. We talked about on. this because this is the outfit she goes to break up with Angel in for like. <laughs> The first time? Yeah, right. Uh, who knows how many times. Okay, but then Pink Panther. <laughs> Buffy's Pink Panther. Fucking leopard print Delightful. Jacket. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's Love terrible. it so much. Yeah, I know. Uh, little, okay, <laughs> little, huge, little J huge glug. Because <laughs> he's drinking a huge glug. And I've sandwiched him between Cordelia looking amazing. <laughs> red, red leather alert and red sparkle alert. Yeah. Both great looks for Cordelia. Yeah. The red leather alert was, I mean, we talked about yeah. that, but shit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is, and they're they're making, this is when uh, Harmony and the gang, the gang of her right. gal pals are making fun of Cordelia and saying she should date Lil' J. And then right. they've given him this gigantic <laughs> the drink. <huge> clock. <laughs> It's so big. It's so big. It's like two liters. Yeah. I think this might be my last one, yeah. Oh, that was fantastic. So I'm going to keep adding to this because if we post the link to the presentation, right. then like I can just add to it and then we can at least have the rest of season three. 
But we're not going to change the transitions, is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, only people with edit capabilities can do that. It's going to be And if you're you. going to make a different transition, <laughs> I'm not giving you edit capabilities, am I? That's fair. <laughs> Yeah, there's this too. fun button where you can pick a transition and then you can click apply to all slides. And I was like, oh yeah, well, that's what I'm doing. Because <laughs> okay. I'm a garbage human. So I appreciate all of these pictures because looking back and seeing no pictures in our past makes it's me really so sad. It's really sad. Yeah. So there's, I think there's one episode I ended up skipping. Oh, you know what it was? It's that episode, um, I think it's episode four. It's the one with, like, the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde boyfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there just, like, wasn't really anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, like, quickly kind of going through trying to find stuff that I remember. That stupid Da Bomb toque. Yeah, like that. I remembered that so hard. And what else? Uh, We already had some pictures from Amends. Okay. Because of Buffy's fucking bangs. Yes. That's when she had the tiniest bangs in the world. And it was just tragic. Tragic. Six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, so this is all the way up to ten. Okay. So that's... And then I was trying to get ones for the Moo episode. And, like, there there wasn't much in that either. Other yeah. than Buffy wearing gigantic coats. Because this is the time oh, also where her. Buffy's oh. wearing gigantic coats just oh, constantly. <laughs> Ginger Spice all the way. I'm I'm impressed that you knew who Scott Hope was. But, yeah, you, you wouldn't <laughs> have would, known. I cannot picture anything about him. He looked so different than, he, than I thought he yeah. did. I thought he looked dumpier or like bigger. I don't know. It's uh, he's so unmemorable. Oh, Scotty Hope. He's so unmemorable. Okay, well that was fantastic. I so appreciate all the work that you put into that, into all of this. Makes me look like a straight up bum just coming in here. Yeah. Yeah, I have contributed asserted nothing. my dominance as the Marcus Parks of this podcast. <laughs> and. Unless there's anything else that we should talk about. Yeah, like I think we've we've done a few sort of kind of like up to this point, how are we feeling? And right, we right, did right. like the up to this point, how do we feel about the villains and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And I don't think our ideas about glory really changed. Nah. Season six is going to be a bit weird from that perspective, yeah. of, like the perspective of a big bad. Yeah. Yeah. The trio are not big. They're not good. No, they're not. No. They're going to do some things. Yeah. That, you know, is Willow able to be redeemed after flaying a man? What'd that man do? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I we'll find did. out. Yeah. It's not good. It's not. It's I'm really not, not saying he deserved to be murdered. That's what jails are for. Yeah. But. Eh. <laughs> it's, in, it's in keeping with Willow. Yeah. And who she is. Oh, we're going to have such drug metaphors. Oh, yes. boy. Oh, we, we get to see Zach again. I'm excited about that. Oh! Zach's going to be back Zach as Rack. As Rack? Mm-hmm. He's legitimately going to be called Rack. Which makes me even happier that I'm calling him Zach all this time. It's so confusing. <laughs> I hate it so much. Good. I'm very excited. <laughs> well, I think this is the loosest we've ever potted. Yeah, probably. Oh, uh, yeah. This last segment, I was like, oh, this is not great for our audience members who can't see this presentation at this very moment. It's fine. They'll see it after. And we've, it's all stuff we have talked about. It's just that now there are pictures yeah. of it. And yeah, the amount that we talked about tiny twig hands. And the, the, the fact, fact that we, we didn't, didn't have, have a picture pictures. of tiny yeah. twig hands was just really getting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Well, if you've made it this far, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, God only knows how long this fucking episode is now. Two hours. Good times, at least. Yeah. Oh, I bet it's more than two. Yeah. <laughs> at least two hours. Yeah. Uh, thank you all. You mean the world to us. 
Yeah. And Whenever we get your emails, oh it my God. makes us tear up at work. So Facebook that's good. comments are always yeah. Oh, we love really everything. Well appreciated. Yeah. Shout out to Nat, who did write us fanfic about Jesse. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to all the fans, really. Yeah. Love them. It's all good. Cool. Yeah. I guess that's it. Until uh, until next time, right? Yeah. Farewell from the Hellmouth. Yeah. No? I guess I gotta say that, too, huh? Oh, let's leave all this fucking shit in. Yeah. Until next time, then. Farewell, Farewell from, from the, the Hellmouth. Hell <laughs> Fuck you. You okay. did that on purpose. And then until, <laughs> until next time, though. But for reals this time. <laughs> No, but for really reals, you okay. can do it. Farewell, Farewell from, from the, the Hellmouth. Hell Boom. <laughs>